Hello everybody and welcome back to The Price of War. I'm Sinstaku and I am the executive producer here at Final Show Films and I now turn it over to William, our GM. I am William and I am your dungeon master for this Warcraft RPG campaign in which our heroes try and stumble their way to saving the world. Um, Let us introduce our characters starting on my near left. We have... I am Stan. Uh, Kalana is a ranger. And on my far left, we have... I'm Zach, and I'm playing Craig Bolting, Goblin Tinker. And directly across from me... I'm John Orson Staku, and I'm playing Thorn, the half-ogre druid of the Scenarian Circle. And the person on my far right who is currently changing a baby... <laughs> I'm, uh, <laughs> knocking Not- over a mic. <laughs> I'm Austin, and I'm playing Strafonio, kobold, explorer of uh, arcane secrets. And on my near right, who is currently assisting with the baby being changed, apparently. I'm kind of just staring at him. Um, I'm Holly. Playing Tomy, Bronze Dragon. All right, and when last we left our heroes, they had journeyed through the storm peaks atop of Zeppelin and made their way to the outskirts of Ice Crown, where they were called in and have arrived at the Argent Tournament Grounds. Not a whole lot story-wise happened last session, aside from an attack by some of the... Uh, Zondalari trolls. So, or Drakari trolls. Sorry, Zondalari or something. Uh, Drakari trolls. And uh, now the group has arrived at the Argent tournament grounds. And we've docked, haven't we? And you have docked your zeppelin at the one of the two towers on the tournament grounds. Um. The other one is occupied by another zeppelin, which is figureheaded by a large goblin head with an eye patch for some reason. I don't recognize it. I do. Um, I, I just want to look around and see if there's any. Are there any uh, representatives from the circle here? Um, you can't tell from this height. <laughs> You're at the top of a tower for zeppelins. Yeah, but like, I figure if there was an out of place magical grove of trees, <laughs> that's a little ostentatious and not exactly easy to do. So it'd kind Oops. of be a waste. Um. All right. Do I see any, other than the actual tournament grounds themselves, any major landmarks other than the towers and the tournament grounds? Um, looking southward, there is a, a field of ice uh, in which is a massive hole. Like, a section of the ice appears to have been shattered or dug out. And there's just a massive crater in the ice. Um, other than that, there's a small... A little bit further north, but still south, is a small ring of stones. Not certain what that is, but those are the only major landmarks in this vicinity. Uh, have we been tethered to the tower yet? Yeah, the boarding the, the boarding ramp, or the rather the onboarding ramp, has been lowered, so you are free to exit the zeppelin. With any of my knowledges, would I know about either the crater or the ring of stones? Uh, what knowledges do you have? Well, I have explorer's ear. In addition to that, I have. Um, history, Arcana, uh, Titans, and Planes. Roll me history. Thirty-two for history. Uh, this is very obscure, and if it's obscure, it might would specifically qualify into my arcane explorer's ear. Go for it. Thirty-seven. Still really 
you might have such a the circle looks like a ritual circle. Um, you're not exactly certain of for what kind of purpose. Um, it almost looks uh, something about it about its design reminds you of the elvish runestones that uh, previously protected and enchanted the lands of Quel'Thalas. Um, but you don't know exactly what its purpose is. As for the crater, it looks like a crater in the ground. You don't know enough. Um, Could the stones potentially be part of what is causing the wart in this area? Theoretically, um, just because your, your knowledge of Elvish runestones, you know that the Elvish runestones of Quel'Thalas protected it from invasion. Um, you don't know if that's what that circle is, though. Okay. I have um, knowledge arcana, religion, the plains, nature, with any of those... I mean, about as well as his would. And you can roll if you want to know the same thing. That's fine. All right. Uh, I will disembark. All right. I don't know if Tommy is sitting on my shoulders. I'm on your shoulder. Okay. In human or dragon form? Human. Okay. If she's on your shoulder, she's probably in human form. I mean, you fit as either. (laughs) Yeah, but one way, she's more of a stylish scarf. Yeah, the dragon form would be more of a stuff. That's what sure. I'm saying. Yeah, in, in a dragon form, yeah, it would be, look like a, the, the ultimate pirate. <laughs> she doesn't stay in dragon form for very long. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I disembark. All right. Step off With onto Tommy the main platform. Do you start heading down? Yep. All right. What are the rest of you doing? Um, Strafonia walks over to the edge. How far down is it? Uh, it's about a hundred foot drop. Strafonia hops off. You cast Featherfall? Maybe. <laughs> I, I'm going to assume you cast Featherfall, or I'm going to ask you to start rolling me first. Yes, damage. I cast Featherfall. <laughs> Either you do, or you die. Those are your options. I can survive a 100-foot drop once. Onto what? Anyway, I'm, I, am, I am indeed <laughs> slowing my fall. All right, what, are the, what about the rest of you? It's only a 100-foot fall, but you fell directly into the lances and halberds. <laughs> It happens. What about Craig? Um, I'm going to use gather information to confirm whatever suspicions I have about that. Uh... Well, that'll that'll have to wait until you actually get down into. Oh, I'm go- in that case. I'm going to get down from the tower then. Uh, Kalana. Um, I mean, if we just leave this thing here, anybody can co- come aboard and do stuff to our ship, or what? I mean, um, is it- there are there are docking aids to make sure that all the ships are secure, that all the zeppelins are kept safe and secure. Yeah, sure, okay. Do, do, do they look trustworthy? I mean, they're goblins, but <laughs> great. That answers that. <laughs> Wait, they're goblins. All of my stuff is with me, so I'm not concerned. But these goblins are wearing the garb of bruisers, which you know are trustworthy. Because they get paid better than to steal. Okay. I'm still locking the front door. Like, as, as a goblin, you know that goblin bruisers typically are trustworthy because their whole job is being guards, and they get paid well for it. Oh, cool. I can trust a well-paid goblin. Yeah. There is little more trustworthy than a well-paid goblin. Yeah. What about a poorly paid goblin? That is the definition of untrustworthy. <laughs> and so lots of swings and roundabouts here. Yeah. 
Moral of the story, pay your goblins, folks. Okay, so we're going to go down and figure out what's going on down there, I guess. The trustworthiness of goblin is directly is directly related to the amount of gold in their pockets. Basically, yes. So Crag is very trustworthy. The amount of gold you gave them. Uh, the amount of gold that you have given them. Yeah. So is this like a spiral staircase or something or what? Yeah, it, it's an enclosed tower with sort of yeah. a spiral ramp that heads down. Uh, you make your way down. Um, as you make your way out of the tower on Duh. the ground floor, um, there is a large gathering of people that are starting to move up the grounds, making their way, uh, <clears throat> making their way westward. As you as you look in front of you, the the main building of the tournament, the Coliseum, is huge. Um, it is a massive structure comprised of. If you imagine like the the, the Brave Stadium, yeah, um, how it takes up probably a good several city blocks. <laughs> Any football stadium is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, um, but it's comprised of one central circular arena and sev- and four uh, out st- outcropping um, corridors, basically. That make up stalls and walkways and structure, basically. So the the circle is roughly the size of the actual football field in a, in, a, in an arena, whereas the rest of it is just whereas the rest of the stadium itself would be made up by these these four corridors that make up the area. Okay. Well. Um. But there is a large crowd heading west towards the largest of the four corridors. Um, and you can hear over the, over the, uh, the wind, you can hear the voice of, a, of a, a male individual calling out, High Lord Tyrion Fordring approaches the stage to address those gathered upon the tournament grounds. Make way to the stage area to attend him. Is that like also like I'm just gonna look around? Is that like also the direction of the sign-in booth or whatever? Um, theoretically, yeah, because it's the main entrance to the Coliseum. Uh, you can't tell directly, but it kind of looks like that. That's, right. that's where most of the like officials are standing. I'll look at the rest of the people that are behind me and go. Well, I assume that's the correct direction to go. Seems sufficiently important. Let's be on our way, I guess. And I start wading through the crowd that direction. All right. Um, as the as the group of you make your way uh, towards the Big man the, the stage area, um, just qu- kind of muscling your way through gathered uh, observers. More just walking forward and like, knowing that they'll move. <laughs> I mean, you just kind of walk through, but everyone else is kind of, because they're not anywhere near as big, are just kind of muscling their way through, or <laughs> moving through people's legs in the case of the two just, small people. Just walking in my wake, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as you go, you can see um, a only a couple of you recognize him as familiar, but a um, tall, noble-looking older man decked in... Um, or in um, Paladin's plate mail, the bannered of the Argent Crusade on his back, and a massive glowing greatsword that you recognize, Kalana, because you were at the battle as the Ashbringer yeah. uh, on his back as he stands on the stage and addresses the group. Combatants of the Alliance and Horde, and those from far, 
You are welcome under the banner of the Argent Crusade. To the south lies our goal. We will march to the citadel and cut out the heart of the scourge where it dwells. But this, ta- but this is no task to be taken lightly. A massive attack with every able-bodied man would end in needless slaughter. Every soldier would lost would rise as the enemy. Azeroth would be left defenseless against the undead threat. Instead, we require a small, concentrated strike force for the attack to succeed. For that reason, we have created the Argent Tournament. Within these walls, you will be tested. Your skill in combat will be matched against the fiercest dangers Northrend has to offer under the watchful eyes of your leaders. Your prowess, your might, and your cunning will be under close watch. These games will determine the best Azeroth has to offer. The victors will take their rightful place in the assault upon the Citadel. We will stand together in the face of evil, and Arthas will fall. Those of you who are new arrivals are welcome to speak with those here and register for the tournament. The rest of you, take time to rest, for the games will be beginning, sh- will be beginning shortly. He turns and makes his way further inside. I sort of look. Did he indicate who we were supposed to talk to? Yeah, he indicated a handful of officials who were standing, kind of keeping the crowd from rushing the stage, kind of standing in front. Again, just <clears throat> wading through the crowd that direction. All right. All right, make my way over there. Yep. So you, uh, while you are moving up there, I would like Crag to roll me gather information and Kalana either roll me gather information yeah. or perception, whichever is higher. I'm going to guess that it's perception. Thirty-five. All right. Fourteen. Uh, Craig. Gathers no information. Fourteen's not terrible. You do hear that there is a... As you're walking by and you are paying attention. There, You do hear that there is a... Um, a goblin embassy from the Steamweedle cartel here, which is largely seems to be like overseeing betting because ev- because wherever there is a tournament, there is going to be betting. Um, but they are also here to judge the technological events of the tournament mm-hmm. because no one except for gnomes has a better eye for tech than goblins. Okay, when. Goblins and gnomes will argue about who has the better eye for tech. So I'm cool. I'm cool with them. I'll... An embassy from the Steamweedle Cartel. Yeah. Which is run by one Baron Revelgaz. Oh, it is that one. Never mind. Oh. This could be interesting. Well, I guess you're not interested. I guess you're not entering that part of the tournament. <laughs> I mean, so... I kind of have to. So what part? <laughs> oh, great. Um. And you, Kalan, uh, hear some news about... It's just kind of, you know, idle muttering about one of the contestants. But you do pick up something about someone that people are calling the Black Knight has apparently won another match by default. Okay. Oh, great. How interesting. You hear the Black Knight of Red Ridge... And won another match. Apparently, the contestant never showed up. That sounds like cheating to me. Do I hear anything about druids or anything like that? I mean, you can roll perception. 
20 on the dice. And you, you pick up, you know, stuff about the Sonoran Circles apparently gathered some dangerous beasts. Apparently some of the trials will be against monsters of Northrend. And stuff about how the Sonoran Circle has apparently been helping out uh, to gather beasts for the trials. Yeah, with my perception, that is a total of... Or with my listen, sorry. That is a total of 35. So. Yeah. You pick, you pick out stuff about how Sonorian Circle is apparently helping to gather beasts. Okay. I'll have to check in with them later. In the meantime, approaching. Yeah. As you get, as you get to the desk, there is a high elf woman um, standing and waiting for everyone to gather forward as the group of you make your way up. Um, she looks up at you. <laughs> ah! One of the Mocknathal. Um... <clears throat> Can I help you? I'm assuming we, you're signing up. Yes, we are the contingent sent from Sanctuary. Ah, Sanctuary, one of the neutral parties. Yes. Um, very well. Uh, how many of you are there? Um, I take a second to count, because I always... <laughs> I, one, <laughs> two, three, five. four, five. Tommy whispers yeah. in your ear. Thank you. Five. Five. All right. Um, names? Thorn of the Scenarian Circle. <clears throat> she writes down your name. And I don't... I, the player, don't remember everybody's name, so I'll go <laughs> yeah. through the, the others. Craig Bolting. Oh, you're seeing your real name. <laughs> okay, uh, Kalana. Nightshade. Alright. What do you say, Tommy? Tommy. Alright. Stefania? Strafonio is like uh, staring off in the distance. Strafonio. Hey, that's right. Strafonio. Yes! What do you need from Strafonio? Just your name. Strafonio. Oh! My name! You not have! <laughs> Strafonio. Uh, what events are you all participating in? What events are there? Well, um, currently the listed events are mounted combat, hand-to-hand combat, archery, magical duels... Scouting and reconnaissance, technological solutions, beast battles, and the trial of the Crusader. Okay, we'll sign up for those. I have two questions. If you turn into the mount, does that still count for mounted combat? I'm afraid not. All right. <laughs> that would be best suited in scouting and reconnaissance or the trial of the Crusader. And uh, if the mount is a tank, I'm guessing. Yes, what is the trial of the Crusader? The trial of the Crusader is the, shall we say, the main event. Um, whereas, so the way, the way the Argent Tournament is structured is each of the victors from the listed events, aside from the Trial of the Crusader, will be selected for the main task force assaulting Ice Crown Citadel. However, the Trial of the Crusader will be performed in groups. The victorious groups will be selected, no matter whether they succeeded in any of the previous <clears throat> events. Just sign up for group. Are, are, are we allowed to sign up for multiples? Yes. And the events are uh, they're mounted combat, hand to hand combat, archery, magic duels, scouting and reconnaissance, technological solutions. Can you go slower? Okay. Where are you at? Hand to hand combat. Hand to hand combat. Yes. Archery. Okay. Magic duels. <clears throat> Scouting and reconnaissance. Okay. Technological solutions. Okay. 
beast battles. I wonder if there are rules in magical duels against okay. walking up and punching. And the, the trial of the crusader. It's true. Well, I feel like unarmed, I feel like turning into a bear in unarmed combat is probably against the rules. Well, hand to hand isn't unarmed. Or hand to hand. I feel like hand to hand turning into a bear might be. Are steam the rules. suits allowed in hand to hand? That's a question you'd have to ask about the tournament. Okay. Do you do you ask her? Yeah. Are steam suits allowed in hand to hand? Probably. Uh, no. Anything. I mean, yes, I can be your mount for mounted combat. Any, anything outside of the norm is best suited to either the trial of the crusader or its associated trial. Magic right. duels is where you would perform spells, and technological solutions are for so technological solutions. The two of us will sign up for a hand-to-hand and mounted combat. Very well. Well, she'll sign up for mounted combat. Be aware, that mounts just... are, be aware that mounts are provided for mounts. Oh, mounts are provided. Aww. Say, I, I think can... the only person with ranks in ride is Kalana. Yeah, no, never mind. You do? How many ranks do you have in ride? I could try. I could try. Hmm. I was going to say, I could be her mount. No, yeah. Would Crash have counted for mounted combat? Not that that's relevant. No. Uh, theoretically, yeah. Because he is his own mount. Like, um, they wouldn't have been able to provide him a mount, but... Well, the two of us are going to sign up for... Hand to hand? Sure. I'm... Is hand to hand actually like hand to hand? No. It's melee combat. Using okay. your weapons. You use your yeah. Weapons. Yeah. Um, um, what's, what's beast battles? Uh, it's against beasts gathered from Northrend and dangerous creatures from around the world. Does it count if I calm them? <laughs> These are tests of strength and skill. Calming them defeats the purpose. That is a place where you would use that ability, yes. Um, I'll enter the magic duels. I'm. I assume Strafonio would want to, but I don't know. Um, I don't know if Strafonio's hey, paying Stefania, attention. Do you want to? Uh, do, do, do you want to take on somebody in a in a, a little contest? What me do? What? Cast magic. Show glory of kobolds. Yes. yes. Me show glory of kobolds. Magic duels. <laughs> magic duels. Very well. Stefania for the magical duels. <laughs> I will also do the magical duels and the scouting and reconnaissance. And what's tech solutions? Um, technological devices used to solve complex problems both in combat and outside of it. Ooh, scouting and reconnaissance. Yes. Okay. Sound good too. Okay, Stefania was well for scouting and reconnaissance. And then we'll all sign up for the um, challenge, the champions one. Trial of the Crusader. Trial of the Crusader, yeah. yeah. Okay, and I'm going to sign up for hand-to-hand mounted and beast battles. All right. And I'm doing I'm doing hand-to-hand magic duels, scouting reconnaissance. And be aware that the trial of the crusader is something to be qualified for. The shall we say the final? I won't say the final ten because depending on the size of the events, there could be more than ten. But the highest rankings of each of these tournaments will be qualified for the trial of the crusader. Yep. Even if you are not victorious. Uh, Craig. Technological solutions, what else? <laughs> yeah. No, the, the what else was the question. Yeah, the what else. What exactly is scouting and reconnaissance? Um, that is to be determined by the organizer of that event. He tries to keep it unique so that no one can simply have an answer. Oh. I'll sign up for that one too then. 
Which one are you signing yeah. up for? Scouting. Yeah. And, and uh, archery, I'm guessing. And archery and mounted combat. I right, assume. So. Does a tank count as mounted combat? <laughs> Once again, I already asked. Yeah, no, no, no. He, he would have to ruin He would certainly ruin the ground. Um, I'm not paying attention to what the others um, are signing up for. I think. What, what did you sign up for? Hand to hand magic duels, scouting reconnaissance. As long as Kalana's in scouting and archery, then you're in casting okay. and hand to hand. Zachary, what did you sign up for? Tech solutions and obviously the Crusader. I mean, we're all in the Crusader, but. So mounted well, combat. Mounted combat was Kalana. And what what's Kalana signed up for? Mounted combat, archery, and scouting and reconnaissance. I was considering scouting and reconnaissance, but I don't have nearly enough silent devices and to pull out. In... What's Strafonio signed silent. up for? Magic scouting and reconnaissance and magic. Magic duels. And you're in hand to hand mounted combat hand-to-hand and beast battles. And beast, yes. So we have someone in every in everything. Sounds good. Let's do a clean sweep. I could go yeah, hand-to-hand just to get beat. <laughs> I think I, I think no. between Tomi and I, we've got hand-to-hand yeah. covered. Yeah, <laughs> I have chains. Tomi. You also have a big stinking sword. But I get more attacks with my... But yes, I, I do. Yeah. The sword probably does more damage. You, you, swing, you swing swords and chains, and I punch things and stab them with chains. <laughs> And I just run over people. You can't do that. Sorry, that who was signed up for beast battles? Tell me. Tell me. I am the beast. And I'm, I'm not going to because I would want to calm them, not fight them. And that's against the rules, apparently. Robots aren't beasts, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah, but you can fight beasts with your robot. Yeah, the objective here is fighting things that are not human. Oh, fighting beasts? Oh. Yeah. I can try that. Oh, I can take that on. Yeah, because your steam suit will just be like, oh, teeth. I'll I'm take so that. Scared. Yeah, I'm signing up for that. Never mind. Yeah, I'll, I'll sign up for the beast battle, too. I'll All sign right. up for beast battles. Two more for the beast battles. And that way, everybody signed up for at least two events. Because with my hardness and damage reduction, <clears throat> fighting a swarm of enemies is totally well, you're fine the only one by me. signed up for more than two. All right. You signed up for two. I mean, we're all signed up for trial crusaders, so technically we're Come all signed, on, up, signed for up for three. Four. Tech battles, beast battles. Well, the trial of the crusaders are a qualifying. Thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you don't really sign up for those. Alrighty, we are all signed up. <laughs> all right. Very well. Um, currently, the hand-to-hand tournament is underway, uh, though it looks like some contestants are having problems. <laughs> so we should go now. Yes. Um, make your way. Let's see, you're neither Alliance nor Horde, so you won't be going to the Sun Ravers Pavilion or to the Silver Covenant Pavilion. Um, very well. Uh, the Crusaders Pavilion is directly across. She points across to a large, basically tent structure that has <coughs> formed a... a, a, uh, a um, a sectioned off area mm-hmm. that is large and has you know crusaders moving through, but moving throughout. If you will, if you will speak to Crusader Larissa there, she will guide you further. Very well. So Tommy's still on my shoulder. I start walking towards the Crusader's tent since it's just the two of us for hand to hand. All right. Uh, while that's going on, Kalan and Crag and Strafonia, what are you guys up to? <clears throat> that's a good question. How sane am I today? Oh no. Oh wow, I'm super sane. 
Um, are there any libraries? Um, well, there isn't a library per se. There are vendors and um, uh, various forms of um, professionals um, along the the main corridors of the primary uh, structure. Actually, I know what I'm going to do. Strafonio is going to wander around inconspicuously. Uh, I can roll stealth if you'd like. And using my peer mark, find anybody who might be a threat in the magic competition and scope them out. <laughs> Alright. Um, nice. It's not hard. There are several powerful spellcasters here. Kind of, get, kind of. I want to get a gauge for my strongest competitors. Um, as you wander, um, the most powerful spellcasters that you come across, because that's all the peer mark reads. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's got a, a short enough range. I'm probably going to be able to pick out decently. But yeah, it's only going to pick out the most powerful in a given area. Yeah, yeah. The peer mark only picks out the most powerful. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't say anything about their style or their efficiency. No, but I'm kind of scoping them out. Yeah. Um, the most powerful that you pick up is one Forsaken Mage. Uh, well, he's a Forsaken anyway. Um, forsaken Spellcaster. Um, there's a troll. A, female, a male troll and a female orc. Um, two female orcs. And one human woman. So two female orcs. One. He put Jane a problem more in. He's cheating. Forsaken. Uh, one female human, and one troll. Yeah, one male troll. One male troll. All right. And can I get a gauge of anything about them? Um, like, is the troll covered in potions? Is the human, you know, got runes? Anything like that? Um, some of the, the the casting styles have very distinct marks. Yeah. Or you know, if they're wearing, you know, if they if they seem like priests, that sort of thing. Well, the human woman is definitely wearing long violet robes. So she's super mage. Yeah. Um, both of the orc women are wearing very standard furs and leathers and teeth, so it's really hard to say. They're just kind of dressed like orcs. Um, Do they seem to have, like, weapons and armor upon them? I mean, as any orc would, yes, they do have at least some weaponry. Okay. Totems? Um, one of them, uh, has their... One of them has their uh, hair sort of shaved off on one side and the other side is sort of draping down in sort of a half hawk. Uh, she wears very thick fur with um, uh, wolf-style shoulder, shoulder pauldrons. Is that indicative of anything? Um, what do you know about orc culture? Um, bits and pieces. Roll me... You have basically a sort of a lore thing, don't you? Yeah, I do. Roll it. Yeah, twenty six. Um, the 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 heavy wolf imagery and the 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 claws that she wears on on her well, she doesn't actually wear the claws. I forgot about that. 
Yeah, the, the, the heavy wolf imagery um, and the presence of very heavy leathers for winter uh, that don't appear to be just thrown on for living in Northrend indicates that this person is probably a, uh, a descendant or at least strongly associated with the Frostwolf clan of orcs. Okay. And B, probably a shaman. Okay. <clears throat> What else do I see? Um, the other orc wears a lot less, but is wearing that sort of extra layer of cold that someone would have gotten specifically for Northrend. Okay. Yeah. Um, rather than is built into their normal outfit. Uh, they wear more dark reds and browns, which is more of the, the, the traditional desert-dwelling orc tribes that live near Orgrimmar. You mm-hmm. would expect to see those kinds of outfits. Um, her hair is divided into several different braided tails that rest on her that rest on her shoulders. Um, but she doesn't seem to be shivering in the cold, even though she's obviously not very used to it. Would that indicate anything to me? Maybe I druid? mean, potentially fire magic. Okay. What about the Forsaken? The Forsaken never says anything. Does he look like a necromancer? He's always... His garb is red and black. So, could be necromancer, could be mage. But he never really says much. Um, and then, what about the, uh, the troll? The troll... Uh, long, uh, forward-extending tusks with greenish hair pulled back into a series of braids. Um... He is decked in runes, tattoos. So he's definitely a rune master. Yeah. Of some kind. Or a, or a rune casting arcanist. Yeah. He's either an inscriber or a rune master. Okay. <clears throat> Alright. And they're just kind of going about their normal business prepping for the... Yeah, prepping for the events. Alright. Some of them are buying reagents, some of them are... Prepping spells, some of them are practicing, etc. Can I make any spellcraft checks to see what spells they're, they're uh, getting reagents for, that sort of stuff? Sure. Let me spellcraft. Nee. Stronio is doing the scouting test early. <laughs> yes, I am. 33. <clears throat> um, while the divine casters you're not really certain about, just because of the nature yeah. of their spells, you're not really able to tell. Um, the human woman, you make a mental note for she is prepping the most where she's just basically getting all of the reagents she might need she doesn't seem to be going in and saying i'm going to be using this this set of spells she says she so she seems to be reactionary i'm going to prep for every situation yeah okay uh and the rune caster doesn't seem to be getting any 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 reagents whereas the other whereas the the forsaken um, while still not saying much and his face always being hidden is purchasing um, sort of bone flex uh, <clears throat> charred ash um, uh, guano uh, so fire spells fire spells and necromancy spells potentially necromancy I know, I know the fire spells because I know bat guano and charred ash are both reagents for fire spells yeah um, does my spellcraft tell me any other types of spells he might use? 
Um, his outfit is decked with, um, there's a bag on his hip that you can read as magical. Uh, you don't know exactly what it is, some kind of conjuration magic. Okay. Oh yeah, because I've got my detect magic super up. But the label on the outside of the bag is a skull and crossbones, so. So he might be an alchemist. Which would be a whole lot of fire. Awesome. Okay. And then the rune master, he's not prepping anything, and he seems to be. Does he have like? Does he seem to have magical ruins on him, or literally? Oh, he's tattooed on. Him? on. He's there. So tattooed. Probably on. a rune master instead of an inscriber. Maybe, but inscribers can also tattoo runes. Yeah. Okay. So he is, however, prepping an ink brush. Oh, uh, <coughs> with scrolls. What are the patterns of his runes that are tattooed on him? Uh, roll me spellcraft. Because I know this. Oh, that's a better one. Uh, 42. Um, there's a lot of them, and a lot of them are unique, but uh, the ones that you recognize are... You recognize the, the turtle pattern, or the pattern of defense. Okay. Um, and you recognize the beast pattern, <coughs> completed in its entirety. Um, awesome. And you also recognize the awareness pattern. Okay, so he's a defensive one. Generally. I'm guessing he's going... Okay. Good to know. That also tells me that, yes, I can go and punch the other spellcasters. <laughs> Not necessarily. <clears throat> he's got the beast tattoo. Yeah, that doesn't... That Not all unarmed attacks. <laughs> There's a lot of defensive stuff in beast. There's also a lot of things that buff you in different <clears throat> ways. It's mostly attacks, but it's not quite as offensive as striking. Yeah, he, the one pattern you don't see on him, actually, is a striking pattern. Okay. Like, the one pattern that you can confirm is not there, because he's just got so many, they kind of melt together. Mm-hmm. But the one pattern that you cannot find on him, that you know you're looking for, is striking. So if he's a rune master, he's a variant that's very much more caster-based than punch people face. Yeah, he's, if he is some kind of rune master, he is not the one that wants to punch <laughs> you in the face. Because he would have the striking pattern if yeah. he was. Good to know. But those are the most powerful ones you can pick up on. <clears throat> okay. So no, he won't be touching you. Can you tell how much more powerful they are than you? Nope. No, they're not more powerful. I'm excluded from the spell. All I know is the most powerful spellcaster besides me in an area. This is a cantrip. <laughs> and it doesn't tell you how strong they are. It just says they're, they're most powerful in the area. <clears throat> what about Craig and Kalana? What are you guys up to? I'm just going to follow Craig around for a moment. Um, just, what are you up to? Um, adjusting my mic for a second. <clears throat> so what is... What exactly is the lodging area that we are supposed to have? So, the as you walk around the outside of, of the Colosseum, you notice there are two pavilions set up for the Alliance and Horde. Uh, one has the Mark of the Silver Covenant in <clears throat> Dalaran. One has the Mark of the Sun Reavers, which are the Horde faction of the Mages of Dalaran. And then there's the Valiant Ring... On, off to either side of those pavilions for practice and tournament battles. And then on... 
And those are on the east side of the Colosseum. On the northeast is the Alliance, southeast is the Horde. On the far north, the Knights of the Ebon Blade have set up a small section for themselves because they don't rest. They're all undead. Um, but they've set up a small section where they're tending to their mounts and prepping runes and performing rituals. Um, on the northwest, there's the <coughs> series of training dummies and uh, aspirant ring for the... Um, for neutral parties and for those who are on higher levels of the tur- higher levels of the tournament, uh, and then the the pavilion for the crusaders is also it's also offered up as a barracks for anyone who <coughs> does not wish to sleep in the Sun Reaver or um, Silver Covenant pavilions. All right. So when exactly? That's where Tommy and I are going. So when exactly do the um, events start? Was there a schedule or anything? Um, they're going on throughout the day. However, they sort of go in order of what is being done because people know that you'll be signing up for more than one event. So it's, you know, at this time, of, at, and because this tournament's going to be going on for more than just one day, it's, you know, yeah. this time of day on this day, we've got everyone fighting for the hand-to-hand tournaments. They're only doing they're only doing one event at a time basically. Okay, so basically one event per day essentially. Not one per day, but one at a time. They'll sometimes do two or three in a day, but they'll be sec- they'll be sectioned off to certain times of the yeah. day. Yeah. All right, cool. <clears throat> but because people will be signing up for more than one event, they're only doing one at a time. Is there a schedule of what order they're going to be taking place in? Yeah, there's there's a daily schedule that is set up in front of with a registration. So that we know has, where we're supposed to be when. Right when. now, it's until until sundown is the hand, and from now until sundown is the hand to hand, and from sundown to midnight um, is the is reconnaissance. All right, oh, okay. so I basically don't have anything to do today. So you can go back and craft stuff. Yeah, so I can go back and start making some ridiculous checks <laughs> and start building things for what is inevitably going to happen. We can hang out at the at the airship, right? Now the tournament is twenty four hour basically because of right. because of what the situation. Um, so uh, on the next day, from midnight to it's sectioned in uh, quarters. All right. Um, from midnight to dawn is uh, magic duels. From dawn to noon is mounted combat. Oh, so I'm just going to be going straight in a row. Yeah. Because <laughs> all three of my events are one after the other. Hope you like sorry, coffee. What's the order of the events? So currently right now uh, is hand-to-hand. noon to sundown is hand-to-hand. Okay. From sundown to midnight is reconnaissance. <clears throat> From midnight to dawn is magic. From dawn to noon is mounted combat. And then the next day, you'll check out when you're there. But So my events are all just dead last. Is, <clears throat> is there any method with which to recover between events? Uh, like, there are... Well, for health, there are priests. What about for mana? For mana, there are some uh, mana vials, but they are basically for the magic duels. And like, magic duels. The magic duels are... The last thing that I've got to do. So. No, no, but the problem is they're right after scouting and reconnaissance. Yeah. Yep. Which is the other thing I'm doing, so. My scouting doesn't require magic. 
Yeah, the mana, mana vials are large because there's a limited supply are being kept for the magic duels. Okay. Which means you'll have them before and after the duels, but... Okay, but will it be like a full recovery, or...? <laughs> you don't know. Okay. I'll be conservative. I shouldn't need a lot of magic for reconnaissance. Alright. Some invisibility, maybe. So... All right. Okay. Really? So for the hand-to-hand stuff, I, I think um, I might just head back to the ship and take a nap or something. <laughs> or, well, actually, uh, first of all, I want to walk around and get more information on that black knight that I heard about. I, I tell Craig basically that uh, well, I, I may end up about I may end up hammering him into the ground later. So. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm wondering if he's going to be in the in the hand-to-hand combat thing. Apparently, or... he is because his opponent didn't show up recently. Oh, okay, so yeah. that's that's what, so that's that's what you I'm, heard. Yeah. I want to find out more about him. Yep. Yeah, I'm, low, I'm, I'm uh, thinking low, low he's low less knowledge. knight and more assassin. <laughs> yeah, possibly. All right, roll me gather information. Right. Yeah, this this whole tournament idea seems like a very easy way to get a whole bunch of people wanting to murder each other. That's what I said. <laughs> Because when you get all of the world's most powerful people uh, in one place, you fulfill a lot of backstories. 22. Um, so what you've heard... It's also like the Olympic, like it's, it's also like the Olympic, uh, you know, campus. Just lots of sex going on. <laughs> the, um, the Black Knight is supposedly stationed out, uh, it supposedly hails from Red Ridge. Okay. Um, and... The stories that you've heard of him are that every fight that he has had to come to for the hand-to-hand tournament, he has his opponent has not shown up. And recently they found three of them dead. They're starting an investigation, but no one has anything on the Black Knight. Oh, yeah. I become his next opponent. He tries to kill me off. His next thing. opponent I... is actually listed as one orc by the name of Orgarash Wolfman. <laughs> Hammer him into the ground and he's done. <laughs> okay, so just keep an eye. I, I'm going to... Um, can I go over to where they're they're getting ready to fight and let them know, let Thorne know that uh, this guy exists and what I found out about him? Uh, you did find out that... Um, one Crusader Rydalia, or Rydala, is currently heading up the investigation, Okay. Um, but is looking for help. Okay, uh, I'm going to ask around to find that person. Um, she's not hard to find. It's okay. a high she's... elf woman. Uh, right. In fact, you recognize her as one of the ones who was doing the registration. Oh, okay, right. Okay. Hey. Um, yes, can I help you? Yes, I was uh, wondering about this uh, investigation going on about the Black Knight. Yes. Um, We're currently trying to investigate... It seems that all three of his past opponents, um, one Sir Wendell Balfour, one Lorian Sunblazer, and one Colonel Irongrip, all passed away before their bout with him. What did they die of? Do we have a post-mortem on those? We did, but there doesn't appear to be any giveaway. Um, Sir Wendell Balfour was burnt, but that doesn't seem 
to be equivalent to anything in the Black Knight's repertoire. Um, Lorien Sunblaze died of cardiac arrests, and Colonel Iron Grip, ironically, was poisoned. Iron Grip? Was he a, he a dwarf? Yes. And he was poisoned. Interesting. Which um, is a feat, uh, poisoning yes. a dwarf. Right. Um, Bad mead. <laughs> well, it seems that the, the, either he has more powers than he, than he shows, or he has a team. It's we're doing our best, but I would appreciate aid in the investigation. If someone okay. could, I need someone at the moment to try and investigate and see where he truly comes from. Okay. Um, it, where where is, is he hanging out at this point? I mean, where does is he have a lodge? Is he lodging with the horde or? He wanders. Oh, he claims Red Ridge, a <clears throat> neutral ground, is his territory. I see. So, I guess I'll go run around and ask about. Is there anybody else from Red Ridge around here? Potentially. We don't. No. We have names and declarations of, ally- of allegiance right. with, in, in our documents, but not. But not all the independents are, are independents yeah. are all listed as independent, right? Barring you, of course, the sanctuary has become yeah. large enough to have its own note, right? Um, but yeah. most independents are listed merely as independent. Okay. I guess I shall. I just I don't know. Keep asking around, and yes, please feel free to investigate. I would appreciate the aid. Okay. While he investigates, do we get to punch people yet? Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> with you two, you head, you head over to the Crusaders Pavilion, um, and you are greeted by one Crusader, Larissa. All right. New aspirants for the hand-to-hand tournament. Meet with me, and I'll be assigning you your bouts. We approach. All right. Two promising individuals. Remember, these bouts are until surrender or unconsciousness. These are not to the death. We're not trying to kill people here. (laughs) We have priests on standby. I'm a druid. Anyway. (laughs) I can heal them. It's fine. Offensive spells are forbidden. This is judging your martial prowess. You are free to empower yourself with your own magic, but I want to see your hand-to-hand skills, not your spellcasting. I indicate the chains on me. (laughs) Magical items will work as well. (laughs) As long as they are weapons. They are. I don't want to see a fireball fly, if you understand me. (laughs) I'm a druid. It's an expression. (laughs) (laughs) Again, you're free to empower yourself with your own magic, but I want to see physical contest here. Understood. No lightning. Shred lightly. I am in charge here. Physically can't tread lightly. (laughs) (laughs) She looks at you and reiterates... It's an expression. Thorne doesn't say that out loud. I know. But she, she looks at you for a second. I, she looks at your face for a second and goes, It's an expression. 
Thorn just stares blankly at her. <laughs> now then. Just don't put your foot down on that subject. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, found a goblin. <laughs> now then. Names. Thorn of the Scenarian Circle. Tommy. Alright. We'll have your names put in the drawing, and you'll have your opponents within, within the next 15 minutes. Oh, wouldn't it be funny if you fought each other? Feel free to wait here. <laughs> she heads off and goes to add the new names to the, to the list. I'm curious if transformation into a dragon counts as self-modification. Yes. No, that's what she is. I'm not going to do that this time. Fair enough. I'm not turning into a bear. I'm just I mean, it's not transforming things. yourself. Like, being a human is transforming yourself, so... Fair. Yes, she is transformed at this point. Yeah. She likes her human form. It's cute. There you go. <laughs> Alright, so a few minutes later, um, the bouts are called out. The next round of bouts is about to begin. When you hear your name called, please find your opponent. We will have stands ready for everyone who has been called. Please head to your num- please head to your numbered stand with your opponent. And the, the list starts going down and down and down. There's a lot of people signed up for this tournament, which is why it's going to be going on for multiple days. Yep. Um, and it, it, when you when you hear your own name, Thorn of the Scenarian Circle versus Jaster Ironshell. Of Ironforge. Step. <laughs> I suddenly have a soccer ball. I head towards whatever number I'm assigned. I get off your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I, 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 stop, help tow me down, and then head towards whatever number I've been assigned. Yeah. Forget I'm up there. Yeah, yeah, I just forgot Tommy was there. I legitimately did. I'd like to imagine you just, you, you try to go through doorways, and then you duck low enough for yourself, but then just hit Tommy's head. <laughs> Ow. Sorry. And then a few, a few minutes later, you hear Tommy of Sanctuary versus Corgan Ironax of Orgrimmar. Yeah. <laughs> Orc versus human. <laughs> Gee, I wonder what he wields. I wonder if it's an iron axe. He has to, she'll transform. No, I don't, I don't think I don't you'll need, think to. I need to. Right now. Do I see my opponent? Yeah. Your opponent is a dwarf? You're pretty certain? You can't tell under all the heavy armor. <laughs> so look down. Tilt head. <laughs> he looks There's up at you. There's a giant blob of metal spikes in front of you. Basically, like, it's... It, Almost looks like an individual has just been crafted out of an iron shell. I'm, I'm, so what we're saying is there's a metal sea urchin. Yeah. I'm very curious what happens if I punt him. You'll find out. So what we're saying is it could totally be a gnome in a steam suit. It could. It could like, indeed. The, the reason I say you're, you think it's a dwarf... It's too broad for a gnome. could theoretically be a gnome under like four inches of steel. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's probably too broad to be a gnome. Maybe, but you, but gnome warriors tend to be pretty built. Yeah. We'll see. Greetings. He, he doesn't say anything. But. Uh, or I've, a goblin who's compensating. I just sort of looked at him. Greetings. Looks up at you. Nods. Okay. All right. 
And it, you, each of you, there's, there are several different rings, and you're brought to your own ring. Okay. And you as well. Your, your opponent is a heavily armored, for an orc, orc. He's wearing... For an orc orc? For, he, heavily armored for an orc. Uh, which orc. is to say he's actually wearing plate mail. As opposed to like your typical like hide vest that a lot of orc warriors will wear. He's um, an actual warrior and not necessarily a barbarian. Yeah. Um, and he does carry a massive great axe as his weapon. Alright. Okay. Alright. So, and a- as everyone has found their positions, um, the, the call goes up. Alright, warriors. Um, I want to see a test of metal. Sorry. Bouts, begin. And we roll some initiative. Nope. Got it. Never mind. Good. I'm good. Never mind, Zach. Not going to be here anyway. Okay. All right. For Corgan. Dwarf. Wow. Okay. Then. Um. Thorn's fight. Tommy's fight. <clears throat> Corgan's probably not going first, but the dwarf might be. What's your What's your initiative? Twenty. Twenty. Nineteen. Nineteen. Corgan's definitely not going first. What's your hit, what are your current hit points, both of you? Uh, 118. 102. I remember his name is Iron I'm forgetting his first name that I just said. I don't remember his name either. Started with a J. Jaster, that was it. Jaster. Thorn, Caster's actually going first. That's fine. That just means he closes the distance. What was your hit points? Uh, 118. 118. And my uh, gauntlets are active for all that matters. So. Yeah. Alright. So, I'm just going to do this in order of <coughs> One fight, then the other fight for okay. round of initiative. So starting with Thorn's fight, Jaster goes first and charges you. AC thirty-three. It's a natural twenty. Yeah. Hold to confirm. Uh, does not confirm, but does hit you. Okay. And you notice that as he rushes towards you, his entire body is made of spikes. This is going to hurt. Yeah. Um, as he rushes forward and brings up a fist that has a basically a punch dagger built into the gauntlet as he strikes at you and deals 13 points of physical damage on the first strike. Alright. He's like a really angry armadillo hedgehog. Alright, and then it's Thorne's turn. Uh, I'm going to grapple him. 
Oh. Spiked? With the chains. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so roll the grapple check for the chain. All right. Well, first roll the type attack for the chain. Yeah. Uh, does a... 42 touch him? Yes. Okay. Uh, then a grapple check. That's a 40. Yeah, you definitely... The chain has him. All right. The other chain whips around to grapple him as well. I mean, it doesn't matter at that point. I mean, he has to break free of them, both of them separately, but they will just tether him. Exactly. The other, the other chain reaches out to grapple him because okay. he has to break the three of both. Okay. Um, does a 30 touch him? Yes. Another 40 to grapple? Uh, you grapple him, yeah. Okay. Uh, I then... Rain blows upon him. All right. Um, deal the ice damage from the chains. From, from oh, yeah, that's right. The, the chains deal damage when they grapple. Uh, they deal... So the first chain deals... Plus 11. No, plus 11 physical damage. Oh, the grappling ones? Yeah, the grappling ones first. I haven't, I haven't, I'm not doing the, the other ones yet. Uh, so Also, the, the, the initial grapple just deals, I think, it's a D6 of cold. No. Because it's, 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 it's the touch. Do, it says they do 2D4 plus 11. No, that's when, that's when you constrict them. Oh, okay. Oh, in that case, uh, 4 cold and another 4 cold. So 8 cold. There's, there's cold damage that is associated with just being grappled, which is separate. Okay, that's fine. I just had the damage written down. I didn't have which it was. Um, yeah, it can, it can constrict with a successful grapple check for 2d4 plus 11. Okay. When touched, it just does the D6. deals a d6 of cold damage. Got it. Uh, so the three chains are attacking first. All right. How much cold damage was that? Uh, eight, eight total cold damage. All right. Uh, he's restrained. He's flat-footed, correct? Uh, he's not actually grappled. He's just tethered. Okay, that's fine. Um, in that case, does a... Forty-five hit him. Yes, but I'm going to need you to make a reflex save. With the chains, not with my punch. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> this is the chains first. I'm going to roll the three chain attacks first. Uh, that's the same number, so that hits. And I'm confirming that crit. Does a 35 confirm a crit? Uh, no. 35 does not confirm. All right, but still hits. Uh, doing the chain damage. Um... 32 physical for the first chain, plus 4 cold. Okay. 30 physical for the second chain, plus 3 cold. Thirty-one 
physical for the third chain, plus six cold. How's he looking? Um, you can't tell. Okay. Is his armor like his arms <clears throat> like freezing off? Or anything? Okay. Uh, then I'm going to cast. No wait. Uh, I can enhance myself, right? Yes. Would I think if Thorn Arm... No, Thorn Armor probably wouldn't qualify there, would it? Although he technically has Thorn Armor. That's physical armor, though. Not yeah, it's physical. Oh, never mind. Uh, I'm just going to punch him, then. All right. Roll me an attack. Uh, first attack. And I get my full round of attacks because he's staying in front of me. Um... Thirty-four. Uh, no, but I do need to make you re- roll reflex save. Well, hang on, let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to probably have to roll reflex save for all three of these. So I'm punching three times. Um. Thirty. No. Then I'm not gonna try the third attack because I'm just not gonna hit him with my normal attacks. Apparently. Um. So two reflex saves. Uh, thirty-two. Right. It's natural 20, so. Um, 31. A 19. All right. So you take half from both of these. You take two piercing damage and two even piercing though I, damage. Even though I missed? Yeah, because you missed. You still hit his armor and it didn't go through. Okay. How much piercing damage was that? Two and two. Okay, so four more. You can't exactly miss him. He's kind of right in front of you. Yeah. Okay. That was it's mine. just that you didn't get through his armor, but yeah. the spikes did hit. Okay. All right. No. Then it's over to Tommy's fight. Tommy, you're, you're up first. Okay. So right now, the chains are doing all the damage. I can't actually hit him. <laughs> you're also not a warrior, so. No, that's fair. Oh no, but I have perfect bad. I'm gonna use my chain whips. And attack. Alright. Do I get all my attacks? Uh no, if you have to move up to him. Okay. You started you started a distance of twenty feet. So I just get one then? Yeah. Craig should have also participated in the melee. No, thank you. Steam suit. They said no steam suits allowed. 32. Did they? Because it's not you fighting. Oh. At that point. 32. Which is silly. Uh, <coughs> 32? Yes. Okay. He, is, he is not as much of an armored juggernaut as the dwarf. Well, in that case, I'm just going to grapple him down and pin him to the ground next turn and just keep wailing on him with the chains. Because my grapple check is better than my... You put, what, 90, over 90 points of damage already. Yeah, right. theoretically, unless he has DR, but... Yeah, right, but... Sorry, say again? Has a lot. To hit or damage? Damage. Okay. Because yeah, I just got... Three rounds down. should do it. Yeah. And just, if I'm holding him down, he's flat. Can't hold which him. Makes him easier. Yeah. It makes it easier. But if you're holding him down, you're holding yourself on top of a bunch of spikes. Spiked armor is kind of good at grappling. But, but it's the chains that are holding him down. Well, so. I can. I was going to hold him down physically. But. 
the the when I succeed the reflex save, and my reflex save is pretty good thanks to the spikes. Yeah, um, only he's points. not. He's only doing a couple points to me. I'm doing more damage to him overall if he's trying to fight my grapple and not attack me. Right. <laughs> True. It's nice to have lich chains. I feel like I have the advantage as a large creature. Versus versus a thing. small creature. No, medium. Dwarves are medium. Oh, dwarves are medium? Oh. I also want to remind you that way, dwarves large have this was... thing where they like to fight things that are bigger than them. It's true. Yeah, they have pluses on, I guess. Giant. Uh, yeah, dwarves get pluses you're technically a giant. You're half giant. You're half giant, yeah. Because ogres, ogres have the giant subtype. They do. Yeah, yep. but uh, do half ogres have the giant subtype? That's okay. So he hits you once or twice. Who cares? Yeah, because they apply as both ogres and orcs, orcs. for racial effects. As yep. long as I'm immune to And that's a racial effect, so. Oh, either way. Uh, Tommy, did you eviscerate your guy? Yeah, she did some damage. I did a decent uh, And then his turn, however, because you're now in front of him. Was as much as mine. Should have delayed action. Uh, let him come around. Like 90 What's your AC? Damage. What's your AC? My AC is... 34. All right. That is a miss. Uh, however, he's going to go for a... Why'd you get the lightly armored guy? <laughs> so Ooh. why'd you get the lightly armored guy? Roll to confirm. That confirms. So you're going to take... I mean, exactly... 45 points of damage and also... His attack opens a bloodletting wound. You are going to bleed for a D4 every round until you until that is healed. And also, that's not exactly lightly armored. He's just you know not no. a brick on legs. <laughs> He's not a brick of steel. Yeah. Great axes, yo. They crit for times three. So that turns over to yep. Jaster. Back over to Jaster. Who is going to try and grapple you. Okay. What's your touch AC? My touch AC is pretty low. Um, my touch AC is 17. Yes. <laughs> uh, which means that his armor... I'm being touched. I don't... That, that's... I'm, I'm really big. It's hard to not touch me. His armor deals five damage to you when he successfully grapples you. Okay. Well, he when he successfully gets into the grapple. What? Whether he not whether or not he manages to. Yeah. So five damage you said? Yeah, five. And then roll grapple check for me with your strength, not the chains. I know. My grapple check is the <clears throat> same as the chains. <laughs> Well, it's a natural 20, uh, which makes it 44. You actually tie. Tie the high modifier. Which is the same, because they both rolled a natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> Roll off again. 43. I rolled a 19 that time. He also rolled a 19. <laughs> Here we go. Bates brothers rolling against each other. Something, something, unstoppable. 44, force. another 20. <laughs> We're going to stop doing this at some point. Something, something, immovable object. <laughs> another 20, 44. It was a 17 this time. Okay. 
So after the single most impressive grapple in the history of the world... I... He's got more than one attack, though. He's going to try it again. Yeah. It's a 19 to touch you, so... Oh, yeah. Touching me is easy. Grappling me is harder. Five more piercing damage. Okay. And then we roll again. 43. 44 this time. Oh, he beat me. We're rolling 20s, apparently. By one. And then it's, it's okay, because he can't not be... He can't stop my chains from attacking him, so... And then his... Third attack, he's going to roll a grapple check. Honestly, just turn around, maybe make some tea, just let the chains finish up the fight. Well, because I'm grappled right now. Alright. He gets to do his spike armor damage with his strength. I'm sure you could make tea in a grapple, somehow. Uh, It's going to be 13 points of piercing damage. Sorry, not, not 13. Plus 6. 19. 19. Okay. No, no, no. Sorry. Eight plus six. Fourteen. 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 No, it was fourteen. Yeah. Never mind. <clears throat> oh, did I say thirteen? You said thirteen. Yeah, fourteen. Not going. All right. 13. My turn? Yep. I'm going to try to break his grapple. Grapple checks. Go for it. We've learned that you're equivalent. Forty-four. Uh... I rolled a 20. If he didn't roll yeah, no, a 20, I won. Did not roll a 20. I'm going to return the favor and grapple him. All right. Another 20. You successfully grapple him, but you do take the non-strength spike armor damage. That's fine. Which is I'm six, going to pin him. Six points of piercing damage. Okay. I'm going to pin him. All right. Roll another grapple check. 43 that time. I really like this dice. It's really nice. <laughs> you successfully pin him, but again, you take his spike armor damage. That's fine. Four damage. Okay. Uh, so now he's pinned. Uh, what bonus does that provide to my chains that are now going to be attacking him? Uh, none. Isn't he flat-footed at least? He's flat-footed to people outside the grapple. The chains, though, <clears throat> they're sent, they're technically independent attackers. Well, this that, could constrict him. Because they are having to attack through your bulk, because they're, like, floating over your shoulders, Yeah. then, yeah. Scorpion then... attack. All right, that's fine. Uh, so the two chains that are on him are going to constrict him, because he didn't break out of those. Yep. Uh, so he takes... Yeah, that 2d4 plus 11. Um, 17 from the first chain. Well, they, they actually do have to make a grapple check to continue doing that. Oh, do they? Yeah. Which you might, but... Um, 37? No. I rolled a 17. The constricting attack has to make a grapple attack against his grapple or against his touch AC? Yeah, it's a grapple it's opposed okay. grapples. Second one, then. He's still squirming. That's 44. Yeah, you make that one. Okay. That said, it still does... Every time a grapple check is made, it does deal a d6 cold damage. Okay. So the first one, five cold. The second one, another five cold. And then we'll just say that first damage that I rolled was the 17. So. Yeah. So 17 
from the constriction, and then 10 more cold damage. All right. Let me know if he stops moving. Um, You'll find out. It might be hard to tell. I know. That's why I'm... <laughs> well, I'm pinning him down, so I'll, I should be able to tell when he stops moving entirely. As the chains attack. Yep. And that's a natural 20 on the attack. That's another natural 20 on the confirmation. You do not crit. The chains don't crit? Yep. No, well, you, the, specifically against this target, you do not crit. Okay. Well, I still hit. Darn. So he must be undead. Or Does something. a 43 hit? Or just have magical armor. Yeah, magical yeah, armor that prevents you critting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, fortification means you can't crit them. 43 hit? Yes. Or alternatively, he, he is a steam suit. 42 hit? And he just hit? has that special tech device that prevents you from critting. What? A 42 oh, hit? Yes. yes. That's fine. I do a lot of damage without even without the crit. Because this guy is literally fortified. 22, uh, 22 piercing. 6 cold. Twenty-one piercing, five cold. That point is when he falls unconscious. Okay, so the third chain, as it's coming in, I'll, it'll stop, yeah. and I will let go. The chains will unwrap, and I step back. All right. Uh, one of the a, a shaman, a troll shaman from the outside, runs in. All right, man. Time to get back up. And he reaches down and begins to heal the, the dwarf for a minute who sputters a bit, and... <laughs> oh. Stands up onto his feet, shakes off a bit, looks up at you. Right, good. He holds out a hand. I'll take his hand, and while I'm holding his hand, I will cast Cure Wounds on him. <laughs> he gives you a handshake. And the healing handshake will heal him for... Where's my D... Why do I lose D8s? Who comes through my dice box and just removes all of my D8s? There it is. Oh. You do, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> 16 points of healing. All right. But, you know, just like sort of the... You fought well. Hey, rare to see someone bigger than me that bests me. He just shrugs. <laughs> well. Light be with you. He turns and heads his way out. And I also head my way out. Uh, Tommy, you're up before the it door. It only took two rounds. Okay. And I get all my attacks this time. Yes, you do get all your attacks. I pinned the dwarf down and then made him regret his decision. <laughs> you mean your chains did? Hey. 36. Whatever works. I'm using a magic artifact. Hey. Uh, yes, it is. And 35. He was using spiky armor. Yeah. And... 30. So basically... I was also using spiky armor. Basically, it was just a whole bunch of metal rubbing up against other metal, and eventually 30. one of you stopped moving. Yes. Okay. Stabbing into, not rubbing up against. Constricting. That too. 25? No. Like I was, I'm just imagining that it was like a uh, like a car in a junkyard getting crushed by one of those giant crane things. <laughs> Except replace a crane with chains, or replace the car with 
actually a car, just a lot more spikes and a lot smaller. A spiked Prius. Thorn, the trash compactor. (laughs) Not like a smart car, except with spikes and really, really scary. (laughs) I didn't find out what happens if I punted him into a wall, though. (laughs) I imagine he has about the same dimensions as a smart car. (laughs) Somewhere around there. It's like spiked boulder imprint in the wall. Or, you know, you put your foot into one of his spikes and your foot keeps going and he's stuck to it because spikes. <laughs> like you just have a, you have a spike boulder attached to your foot. Just get it off. Kind of like a really big burr. Yeah. <laughs> 69. Uh, total damage? Yes. That'd be a really fun fight with the steam suit because nothing would happen. Still around, but definitely looking hurt. Yeah, fighting fighting him with the steam suit would have just been a whole bunch of clang, 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 clang. We're not going anywhere. Nothing is happening. Uh, and it's his turn to strike back. Uh, you take uh, on your turn. You take one more point of bleeding damage. Okay. Come on, Tommy. Don't let me win and you lose. Come on. You are. You are numerically the better fighter of the two of us. What's your AC? 34. Yeah, but you roll like black magic. <laughs> so does he! <laughs> yeah, and like he's her opponent. <laughs> and you take... Eight points of slashing damage. Ow. I just siphon all of the good luck off of Austin. That's why he rolls so poorly. I roll poorly without anyone else being present. Don't take credit for my bad rolling. I don't have to be present to siphon your good luck. Um, but his second attack... Roll a four, so he misses you. <laughs> That's not a pacemaker in your chest. Third attack. <laughs> roll a three, so also misses you. Alright. No, because all of my high numbers come when I'm rolling against John for some reason. And then all my low numbers come with other people. It's because it's your brother. Yeah, like my, my <laughs> dice know that there's a sibling rivalry. Um, oh, it's like it's like on Grandera too. Fight is o- uh, their fight is over. So back to you. Okay. You take another three points of bleeding damage. Yes, our fight is ogre now. Yes, it's all ogre now. It's all ogre now. Actually, it's only half ogre. Well, a quarter ogre, really. There was only one quarter ogre in that whole fight. One quarter ogre, one quarter orc, one quarter dwarf, one quarter just a whole bunch of metal. <laughs> metal everywhere. Uh, 31 to hit. Yes. One quarter iron golem. <laughs> I'm now imagining a race that's, that's half dwarf. That's what? a crit. Uh, roll to confirm. <laughs> half hey, dwarf, half golem. <laughs> Half dwarf. What's the other hey, half? Craig, what we need to do is, is make a cannon that blast him into the into the fight. <laughs> we have, bring, bring we already have one of those. It was the crash launcher. Yeah, no. <laughs> we need to crash a bolt. Take him with us. To confirm. To confirm. Yeah, that confirms. Okay. Crash a bolt uh, 2.0 we'll d- dwarf edition. Okay. Crash a bolt uncritable uncritable dwarf edition. I mean, hey, if he ends up on the strike team with us, I will totally raise this idea to him. 
<laughs> How would you like to be launched as in cannon fire towards the enemy? <laughs> I mean, the dwarves are just the right kind of people to ask that question. Probably. <laughs> dwarves and trolls are the two correct people to ask that question to. And goblins. Trolls are the ones who have the suicide bat riders. And Trolls goblins. Like, do you mean my axe go faster? 55. Let's do this. Yeah, you knock him out. He's gone. Yeah. Um, you, you, you're knocked out and a, uh, a, a female dwarf steps up. All right. Um, well, we have a clear winner here. And she raises her hands with her staff, and both of you are healed for... Wow. Keep rolling twos. Um, 15, 20, 20 points of healing, and your bleeding wound closes. Okay. As I get, back, as I get back to the waiting area, by the way, I'm just going to cast Tranquility and passively heal all the fighters that are waiting. Yeah. And myself. Eventually, the first round comes to an end. Um, after a while, you notice that a an orc is brought into the the resting area, um, still alive, but badly wounded and not from a fight. I make sure he's in the Tranquility Aura and go over to investigate. Um, you haven't met this orc before. Nope. Uh, so it is a orc whose hair is kept into a close ponytail. And he's got a very like short but strong and thick black beard. Um, covered in tattoos on his chest, which is bare, with a sashimono of the burning blade on his back. Um, his massive sword is kept at his side. Uh, and he seems to be, like, in a cold sweat. Yeah. And his body is... There's sort of a viscous purple so, ooze dripping from his body. So, quickly do a medicine check. Uh, that's gonna be. I like the, the 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 light from the phone lights up the dice really nice actually. Um, what was that spell again? Purple boom, mysterious purple boom. No, uh, uh what was it? Um, uh, so that's gonna be thirty-five. Thirty-five. Uh, this guy's been poisoned by something right. dangerous. So <laughs> as I pull out the. The uh, herbs from my druid's pouch to start healing him. I also cast Remove Poison. Alright. The poison calms him down. And uh, in addition... So he's getting healed by the Tranquility. Um, He heals... 10 from the Tranquility. Mysterious Purple Blast. And then he heals... 25 from my druid pouch. Alright. So 35 total and and has this poison removed. He can coughs. <clears throat> Calm there, brother. <sighs> he looks up at you. Where is this? You have been brought to the waiting area for the melee. 
I am Thorn of the Snarian Circle. What has become of my bout? Uh, I look around. Is there any sort of like announcer or anybody? <laughs> uh, they all look around. After a while, a, a high elf, a high elf girl uh, in crusader outfit runs up to the area. Excuse me, excuse me, coming through. She pushes a few people aside. You were the Black Knight's next opponent, weren't you? Of course. I was. He was poisoned. Well, you're lucky in that you're still alive, so... I removed the poison. Yes, but most of them didn't even make it to the tents alive. He's lucky to have made it here to be um, healed. With the heal check, could I identify the poison? Uh, yeah, go for it. That's another... Um... Yeah, let me look at that again real quick. I think 35. Yep. Uh, yeah, 35. Uh, it's a... Deadly mix of various chemicals and distilled things. This is not a natural poison. Alchemical poison? Yeah, definitely. I believe the poison was in an alchemical variety, not a natural herb or anything. Yes, well, draws us to some conclusions. We still don't know who or why. We have suspicions, but... Uh, how how injured does he look? Does it look like he was in a fight as well, or was it just poison? It looks like someone struck him and the poison <laughs> took him out. He's not terribly physically okay. injured. Yeah, so... How are you feeling now? Putting a hand on his shoulder. <sighs> Good enough to get to my fight. Um, I mean, he's still in the Tranquility Aura, so he's still healing 2d8 around. Yeah, he's getting healed pretty frequently. <laughs> Every six seconds. Um, I'll look over at the opponent. Can he... Has he been withdrawn from the fight, or is he still capable? He's still capable of being fi- of fighting. His bout was declared a loss, but due to, shall we say, unique circumstances, we'll just put him back in the drawing for the next round. Very well. Uh, look down at him. Do you remember what happened? I do not. I was struck from behind and some fool. A cowardly tactic. Yes. The same that took our old war chief. Do you remember how you were struck from behind? I'm just gonna like sort of roll him on his back and look for an injury point. There's a large, uh... Here, there's a large puncture in his back. Uh, heal again to see if I can identify what made it. It's like not it, hard. Like if it was a you, needle. Like you look outside, it's too big to be a needle. This guy was struck from behind with a poisoned lance. Ow. Well, I can tell you what the weapon was. A lance, poison tipped. Yeah. Which means someone struck me from horseback. Indeed. Where were you? I was walking the grounds, preparing for my next bout. Do you recall precisely where? 
there should be far east near the graveyard I look over at the crusader is that enough information there's certainly somewhere to begin I should reach out to those who are helping I would inspect any stock of lances you may have for the mounted combat Yes, they're designed to be break lances. The fact that he was struck by one and there wasn't still a lance embedded in his back means that it was likely someone else's weapon. Indeed. But it does not hurt to check in case someone's trying to orchestrate an accident of some kind. Indeed. Well, we'll investigate. Thank you for your aid in ensuring that this combatant stays alive. You're quite welcome. I imagine many others are feeling better. I see looking out at the crowd of people who are benefiting from the tranquility or Yeah. <laughs> Including Tommy. How, how injured were you? I wasn't that bad. So like within a round I'm, or two, you're back to full. I'd gone down to about half and then he'd given me 15. Oh yeah, so, so... In, in a few, in few, few six-second rounds, you're back to full. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm good. All right. Um, that's your guys' first round finished. Yep. And the rest of the bouts are wrapping up. It's getting kind of dark, so that's probably going to be the end of the fight for today. Now I have to get ready for the scouting portion. Yeah. Um, what about, uh, Craig? What are you, what have you been um, doing? What I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and, um... I'm going to go ahead and go back to my Zeppelin to go ahead and work on my tank. And specifically, I'm going to go ahead, why not, and mount the death ray to the tank. So while you're walking around and while you're on your way back to the tower that houses the Zeppelin, a large hand settles on your shoulder. So is this early on before, I mean, when I was still following him around, did you... Go, want to go straight back to the Zeppelin after we signed I, I, I basically checked out what the area was and then immediately went back to the Zeppelin. So how long did you follow me around? I, I was following you around for... Um, for, for I, I was going to pretty much walk you back to the Zeppelin, I think, before I would... You'd probably still be with me then because I went yeah. back to the Zeppelin fairly quickly after that. I mean... All right. So you are also there. Yeah. And a large hand claps onto your shoulder. I just stopped for a moment. Let me guess. And Hello I'm... there, Bolting, Cor- Bolting Clan. You look over your shoulder and you see a hobgoblin, which is, while not common outside of goblin cartels, is fairly common among car- goblin cartels because they're basically goblins who have been experimented on and made into something roughly the equivalent of an ogre. Hmm. Um, they're large... Dumb, and don't live very long. But they're good muscle. So is this is this guy Steam Weedle? Not as good as Ogres, but you know. Yeah. Uh, well, he's wearing their he's wearing their mark. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Steam Weedle, got it. So who's this guy? Someone here want to talk to you. Well, tell him I'm busy. <laughs> Too busy. For the Baron? Yes, I'm too busy for the Baron. You can go ahead and tell him that. No one too busy for the Baron. Well, yeah, go watch me. I'm going to go ahead and 
use my robo arm to take his arm off of my shoulder. Roll well, a strength check. With okay. <laughs> Rolling a strength check with that. Oh boy. I really hope that was an oh boy as in it's low and not an oh boy as in it was a natural 20. What'd you roll? Hold on. Uh, Pose check, so natural 20 doesn't necessarily matter. <laughs> I forget. What's the modifier of strength? 24. Oh, it's plus 7. So, yeah, uh, 19. Okay. <laughs> the, 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 the arm latches onto the very thick hide of this hobgoblin, and he just yoink, picks you up off the ground. We go see Baron now. I really have my own agenda here, so if you would kindly put me down... Sorry. Orders from the Baron. Activating steam suit. <laughs> Does it take his hand off? That's all I want it to do. All I want it to do is get his hand off and no, no, possibly no. give me an, an opportunity to run. Does it take the hand off? No, it doesn't take the hand <laughs> off. But, uh, <clears throat> let's see how well he holds on. Activate steam suit. Not great. So yeah, he, he, he is forced to let go by the activation of your steam suit. Alright, and now that he has let go... I really don't want to cause an incident. I don't want him to go after me that much more, but really, will he? Well, he's, he's going to come yeah, after no. you anyway. He just, sent a go- he just sent a hobgoblin to take you, and you're resisting. What's he going to send next? Yeah, he's going to send a whole bunch of stuff next. That's why I haven't jumped in just yet. You've got enough money to settle up with him. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he doesn't. conversation before we started playing. Oh. No, he doesn't. He, he, he hardly. Do you remember I mean, how big your loan was? It was a million. I, I I remember how big my loan was. I don't remember how big his loan was. <laughs> he doesn't. He it it, it was an 6%. amount. He hardly has six percent interest <laughs> to pay an interest payment. It may or may not have been a million. <laughs> that I may or may not have spent, paid off part of at some point, maybe between doing a lot of other things. But it's also been several years. Yeah, like I maybe paid off half of it, maybe. Wait, no, nah, never mind, I didn't. <laughs> not, not with I had things to do, you see. Very important things. Well, what is it? Fight oh. or flight? What are you doing? Um, How tough is the Baron? No, we're not going to kill the Baron. What? That would probably disqualify me for a lot of things, mainly. Including oh. living. <laughs> I instinctively go t- turn back to the tower, but on second thought, I'll turn back to the hobgoblin. Fine. Where is he? You follow. I lead. He turns and starts to walk to the northwestern <clears throat> end where the other tower is at. At least, at least this way I'm not getting dragged. All right, and you follow him? I suppose yeah. so. Alright, he leads you to the northwest. Uh, sorry, the very southern end of, of the... I was looking at it backwards. The very southern end of the, of the grounds where the, where the other tower is at. Uh, where you can see the Steamweedle Cartel has basically set up shop. Um, there's a guy hawking, um, mechano hogs. There's a guy trying to sell shredders. Um, there's 
basically everything the Steam Weedle Cartel sells is on sale here. Um, but after you are walked through to the center of the of the Steam Weedle camp, uh, where a very large, very garish um, red and black and white tent is set up. In other words, that's him. <laughs> uh, and you are you are led inside. Uh, boss found the Bolting Clan guy. Very well. You may leave, Boris. Uh, he's still, like the way you remember him, still not facing you. He's still looking away from you as as you enter. Still in your steam suit, I'm assuming. Yes, because, yeah. All right, what do you want from me? You could have easily just sent someone to kill me in my sleep, take all my stuff. You want me for something. You are... You have a keen eye, Mr. Bolting. How do you mean? Well, you are correct. If I had just wanted uh, to settle our debt, then yes, I would have just had you killed. Would have been easy. I can debate that all day, but fine. What do you want me for? Well, you see, as it turns out, I have problems too. I run an entire goblin trade cartel. It's easy to come across some problems. Yeah, problems problems. that I think that you could solve for me. And considering the interest in your debt over the years has moved up to a grand total debt of 10 million gold pieces. I think like that's s- not chump chains for you. I'm not saying it isn't. <laughs> but I know it's something you can't pay. Alright, fine, I'm listening. So, unless you just want to fish a million platinum out of your pockets. Tell me what you'd send me on first. Well, let's just say the Bolting clan has started to become more trouble than they're worth. Of course you'd pick me for this, wouldn't you? Hey. Their last venture ended in, shall we say... Explosions, yeah. I was going to put it a little bit more delicately, but yes. Some explosions that took out some of my property. A lot of my property, actually. One of my factories. One of my important factories. That makes my important stuff. Yeah, like all the forged gold that you have. Hey, hey, hey. Counterfeit goods. Yeah, I know what you make. There's not a single gold piece out here that isn't accepted by schmucks. (laughs) But, yes, one of my important businesses got blown up by an inadvertent Bolting Clan member. I'm sure the individual guy is a smear right now, considering the size of the explosion. Pile of ash, but yeah. But, the rest of the clan is starting to become more trouble than they're worth. And I want you to settle that problem for me. And let me guess, most of them are gathered here, at least the ones you care about. Yeah, the ones that I care about are part of this whole, uh, 
technological solutions tournament. Most of them are setting it up, being judges. All right. So you want me to put him out of business, is basically what you're saying. Yeah, I'd like to not see another bolting. Aside from you, of course. You're, you're my favorite. <laughs> That's not a title I exactly approve of. If you do this for me, our debt's settled. Otherwise, find me a million platinum. Fine. I'll take up your offer. I knew you would. You're gonna go far, kid. Yeah, let's hope I get out of your reach. No one's out of my reach. As for right now, I will just turn and walk off. He doesn't turn to face you or anything, he just lets you go. Yeah, I figured as much. Because, yeah, he's the judge, and if I don't do exactly what he wants, I'm not going to win this event. (laughs) He's not the judge. He's one of the judges, and he has a lot of influence over all of the judges because he's probably bribed every single one of them for the entirety (laughs) of their lives. Except for potentially the bolting judges. Yes. (laughs) Who you might have sway with. I need to figure out the the, the The makeup of this board of directors. I'm, yeah, I'm going to try to figure out who exactly makes up this board of judges. Is that public information or... Yes. Cool. It's uh, half Boltings, because the Boltings know a whole bunch about technological advances. So they, they do own about 50% of the, judge, of the judge seats. Okay. The other half are made up of a variety of different people from a variety of different tinker backgrounds, including some from the Cabal of 52, or, or sorry, five and a third. The Cabal of five and a third. Interesting. But. How many of them are. You can make a wild guess that every single one of them is in Baron Rebel Gas's pocket if they're not part of the Bolting clan. <laughs> yeah. All right. Is there anybody. Hmm. But I can be fairly sure that the Bolting Clan is independent from them. Oh yeah, the Bolting Clan is here because of their prowess, not because of how much money they have. Alright. Interesting. And who is currently the leader of their little operations here? That would be Tink's Bolting. Tink's Bolting, cool. Alright. And when's the uh, technological event again? That'll be tomorrow from dawn to... Or from from noon to sundown. Alright. And what's the event right before that? Is the event right before the the monster hunting? Mounted combat. Oh, mounted combat? And then monster hunting's after that? Monster hunting... Beast battles are, yeah, from tomorrow, sundown sundown to midnight. Okay, so... I have until tomorrow noon to figure something out about this. Cool. What time is it right now? Uh, it is approaching sundown. All right. Huh. Gonna move that microphone. So 
what you gonna do, Craig? All right. Um, Tanks bolt was it was Tanks bolting in it while I was in the clan as well. Oh yeah, Tanks bolting is probably the longest lived member of the bolting clan, and she's kind of got the idea that if I'm going to have something blow up, I should throw it away from me first. Oh hey, so she's smarter than half of them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Tinker with a wisdom score? What, what is this madness? Uh, correction, she's a goblin with a wisdom score. True, it could be mostly sapper. Probably is mostly sapper. She, she, is sap- she is definitely a sapper. Yeah. Alright. I've got to figure out how to do this. Because if I go ahead and just blatantly talk to them and try to just make an alliance there... He has no short of, his, of assassins. There was no reason for him to particularly send me. He could send anyone he wants. Yeah. So it's a matter of making them aware of this whole thing and then making sure that he just doesn't get them killed with one of his other 5,000 paid-off goons. Well, and you killed. Right. I mean, yeah, he'll get all the boldings killed. But, you know. Unless they kill first. <clears throat> I'm thinking we declare war. The boltings aren't one for subtlety. So, yeah, if they see that Baron Revelgaz's tent is a crater tomorrow, they're gonna know who did it. Well. <laughs> yeah, but he won't be a problem anymore. Yeah, that would be, that would take care of your dead. I mean, he would make the whole world, a, it, that would make the world a better place if he yeah. was dead. Like, very dead. If you just... Tell but he probably has contingencies against that because he's not just going to sit in a tent that isn't blast-proof and covered in machine guns. At least I'm assuming. I'm assuming he isn't just a bag of money. <laughs> well, he wouldn't be a bag of money if he was just a bag of money. Yeah. You don't get to be in charge of goblins if you don't know how to handle explosions. Yeah. On the other hand, the same thing probably be said about most of the boltings. <laughs> what, what, what are the laws against, um, against forgeries and stuff? You can, if you could uh, turn them in. The laws against him arrested. The laws against forgeries is it's if legal you, if nobody finds out. Right, but if, but if you could. Uh, yeah. But my forgery score isn't that. Well, no, but I was thinking if you, if you could turn them in. And get him busted. Oh, please! Like nobody else has tried. I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm saying we, if we could come up with a with a plan, I mean, here's that the might thing. Be better than people have dirt on him. It's yeah. it's easy to figure out that he's done some shady business. Right. The problem is finding someone who will enforce the law that doesn't happen to like the idea of receiving a million gold on their doorstep. Yeah. Like the problem is, which kingdoms can you get to out him? Because he's a goblin in charge of a trade cartel. (laughs) Yeah, everybody stands... Most people stand to benefit in some way from having him alive. Um, Except for those under his finger who have no power against him. Who is current king of Stormwind? King Varian Rin. Varian doesn't play. Hmm. Who is Varian going to use to enforce against 
the Baron, though. Like, Varian, Himself. Varian doesn't play, <laughs> but Varian also doesn't have any business with it. Yeah. So that's the question yeah. of why would King Varian do anything? Yeah, because yeah, this is one goblin has slighted another goblin. And in your case, you actively stole a million gold. I did not actively steal it. He gave it to me. It was a loan. <laughs> you haven't given it back. It was a loan that <laughs> the interest is piling up. I could still pay it off, you know, technically. Uh, um, no, I couldn't. The, around this time of day, um, that same herald who was calling uh, for uh, Tyrion's um, address to the aspirants uh, also begins to call out across the camp. The War Chief of the Horde, Thrall, and Overlord o- Garrosh Hellscream have arrived upon the tournament grounds. Clear the way to the entrance. What's the Horde's relationship with the Steam Leader Cartel exactly? Uh, they don't have one. Okay. They don't have one? Well, at least not the high up Horde. Like, the Alliance and Hordes high up don't have anything to do with the Steam Weedle Cartel because they both consider themselves kind of above that. Yeah. It's when you get down to individuals and cities and villages that people start having deals with the Steam Weedle Cartel. What number is that? Mm-hmm. It's five and four? Yeah. All right. I think you get a whole political thing going against him. Yeah, the problem is, he gets picked up enough. on all the mechs. So we're just I'm trying to figure out a, a, no, a way I to mean, get you permanently out of your... Uh... The people listening know there's a baby in the room. <laughs> and a dog in my lap. So we're just going to make them listen to the baby? I mean, but we can continue talking. It's hard to listen to. For some people, yeah. it's hard to listen to. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to... Also, he's not screaming directly into a mic. Right. No. Nope. Anyway. All right, anyway. Um... I'm just trying to think of a way to... To, to oust this whole problem altogether. It, 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 it People have tried and failed. I know, but I mean... <clears throat> like, I, I... I'm a tinker. I want a quick and dirty cobbled together solution that may explode in a month, but I'll get out of the blast radius by then. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Another one of those stretchers, you say. <laughs> but I think it'd be fun to um, yeah, try it. I mean, we gotta save the world somehow, also, but I mean, you know, this might be interesting. I mean, I actually am curious what kind of direct defense he has. I'm assuming he has some sort of steam suit that is really, really scary. Or something that is... I mean, I guess part of the question is, does he expect anybody to ever actually make attack move. him? Yeah, that's a... Qu- because honestly, if I was just like, you know what, this tournament, even getting disqualified from this tournament is totally worth taking this guy off the planet That's what I was thinking. for the greater good of humanity and, you and know, everybody else. By the greater else. good of humanity, you mean the greater good of your wallet. Also. That too. <laughs> That's a nice side benefit. A very nice side benefit. And I may be able to nick a couple of gold off of his corpse. I'm just saying, a 300 mile an hour tank straight for his tent? I'm just curious how much he would actually have to stop that. Especially his if you tent looks of... like a tent. Looks. Looks like it. Yeah, That's... But, but I mean, if you have other When I was inside, involved... did I notice anything special about it? Roll me an intelligence check. All right. 
Well, again, this is also the whole thing. If, if you let the boltings take care of him, you don't have to do anything. Except avoid him. Continue to avoid him. 24? Uh, didn't look very special. Yeah. <sighs> you may be rolling. Uh, no, you know, it's got to be a 40 or a 45 check. To yeah, I mean, stuff. obviously that's metagaming, but at the same time, <laughs> I, know yeah, I know this guy would not be undefended. Right. What, what, you, what you know is you didn't see anything. If I saw it, I would know it was poor quality and therefore I could totally charge it. But if I can't see anything, I know that he has defensive stuff and it must be really well implemented. So it must be good. Or there just isn't any and he's just like, I don't expect anyone to try and come at me here. Because I am surrounded by all of Steamweedle's stuff. He's in the center of Steamweedle camp. Hmm... Yeah. Which is, again, why if you leave it to the Boltings, they take care of it. You don't have to. Right. Well, that's part of it. But I, I think... Uh, you know, so you if know, I tell get, them, get, are they going to blow it factions? up? Yeah. Eh, what the thing is, you take control of his airship, fly it over his camp, bomb him out, and then leave. <laughs> that was not a serious suggestion. It was a good suggestion, though. Or was it? That's, that's, that, it, might, it might be a start. No, no, you, you, you get the boltings to, you know, start something, and then, and then, and then we go in on the side and a take them out from behind or something. It's a bird of many different kinds. Wait, what? I was like, oh, we can hear Griffin in the background. He's, All right. Yeah. At the very least, I'll probably go ahead and go tell... The, the bowl things. Basically, just tell them, Hi, um, I've basically been hired on previous deaths to assassinate you. Um, I kind of don't want to do that, though. But uh, just letting you know. So you go and try and find Tink's bolting? Find Tink. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do some investigation on what exactly their setup is around here. T-I-N-X, by the way. Tink's? Yeah. Of course. Awesome. I'm going to figure out what their general setup is around here. Like, if they have their own... If they have shit set up shop to a similar degree. Uh, yeah, they've set up shop. Um, conveniently enough, on the opposite side of the arena from from the Steam Wheel Cartel. Of course. Because they know each other. All too well. All right. But at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to think how far Baron Revel got, how far ahead he's trying to think. Whether he thinks I'll go and tell them, because he, why else would he send me against them? So do you think he thinks that you think he thinks he'll, you'll betray him? Or does he think you think that he thinks you think that he thinks you think won't betray him? It's a serious question, I mean... <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah, there's a reason he... How many levels of mind games are you on right now? Like six or seven, Three. my dude? You I don't know like how many levels baby. he's on. So... <laughs> I am chronically indecisive is the problem. <laughs> oh, Make a decision. Even if it's the wrong one, it'll still be an interesting one. You know what? Fine, I'm... I'm, I'm going to go for the straightforward approach and basically say, hey, this is a warning that I'm technically hired to kill you, but I won't. So, um, yeah, have fun. At least for now. I'm going to go for that approach. Right, and so you, um, you, you, find, you find the Bolting Clan set up. Because if I want to kill, if I want to try to kill Baron Revelgaz later, I can still do that. 
and they'll just know about it and know, oh shoot, we could probably get out of here before someone kills us. All right. So, um, as you as you make your way over to the other end of the of the arena and you start to make your way towards the bolting plans uh, setup. Which they're watching you suddenly becomes very obvious that it's the bolting plan because it's almost a circus of explosions. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like a beat. (laughs) Musical explosions are probably a thing that boltings do. You're you're not even wrong. I mean, you know, like as you as you enter the the basically the boundary that makes up the bolting camp. You spot, you immediately spot at least one goblin juggling grenades <laughs> because he's bored. <laughs> Just like tossing them into the circle juggle where you, where you keep like a continuous circle of one going up and one going sideways. Cool. Um, and as you, as you approach, a couple of them look over. Hey, it's Craig! <laughs> I haven't seen you in a long time. What brings you back to the clan? It's a, it's a kind of a long story. Yeah. Oh. Take that you want to talk to Tinks then. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Well, uh, she's in the big fireproof tent. <laughs> fireproof tent. Yeah, I, I, I figured she'd be the only one to pack one. Well, <laughs> not the only one. We just found a way to set ours on fire. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think leaving, le- leaving this group was the best thing that's ever happened to my life expectancy. Hey, I'm still I alive. I mean, no offense, but... Uh, hey, I'm still alive. Did you ever find anybody else to sew your limbs back on, by the way? I know, I know I, uh, when I left, there was a bit of a wanton for that position, but... Well, sew or replace with explosives kind of became uh, interchangeable. Right. I'm just going to slowly back away so as not to explode. Hey, Jimmy, Jimmy One Leg is now Jimmy One Leg and a dynamite stick. <laughs> and it, 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 it just looks like a red peg leg, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. That's the secret. The fuse is on the inside. Goes up beautiful if you ever ask, if you ever ask to use it. Has he ever used it before? Uh, once actually. Got it replaced again. That's impressive. <laughs> so well, he's and also Tinks told him to throw it, so he did. So he's technically he's technically Jimmy One Leg's second dynamite leg. Yeah. That's the invisible voice off the says, left. Says a second goblin walking by. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> technicalities are, the, are goblin's best friends. Anyway, yeah, tanks. Big fireproof tent. Got it. You go to the tent that's not on fire. <laughs> and I, I have... Yet. I am beginning to uh, reprise my skill in... Dodging random grenades being chucked everywhere. And to be very careful of the words think fast. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, 
you you make your way through the camp and you see someone is legitimately they've set up a series of like remote detonated explosives and is just making a musical number with the, with the detonations. So like the next time one of us goes think fast to crack, he's just gonna recoil in a PTSD nightmare. <laughs> No, just like that's a, that's a trigger word for a steam suit. <laughs> Think fast. <laughs> I was just gonna throw you a papaya. But um, you, you make your you make your way through the the camp and you walk into the central tent, which is large and is decorated in the bolting colors, which I'm going to say are purple and gold. Makes sense. Uh, and. Uh, has a big giant sign sta- uh, like strapped to the front of it that says Tinks's tent. No C four. No C four him. What about C three um? I'm I'm assuming none of that either. Um, but Even if it you, is you, less volatile. You, you enter the tent and are immediately greeted by a voice saying, Think fast! And throwing something towards you. <laughs> My arms are just going to instinctively reach out and attempt to grab it. It, It's... It's literally, it's a dud. It's just someone tossing a dud at you. Was that from outside or inside that the tent? That was from inside. That was from inside. And that was Tink's voice, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a dud. <laughs> It wasn't actually an armed grenade. I expect nothing less from you. Well, I wasn't actually going to blow somebody up if they walked into my tent. Although he is still holding the grenade, so Craig obviously hasn't learned. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. I I kind of tossed it back a little bit immediately, but... Grab and throw, grab and throw, hot potato! But, uh, hey, Craig, I haven't seen you in forever. Yeah, it's been a while. Been, uh... Life been quite devoid of explosions recently, you know. That's a lie. Oh, well, that's a boring life. That's a patent lie. <laughs> that is patently a lie. Okay, there, there have been explosions. Just, you know, explosions farther away from me than normal. Well, I mean, that is also I can't really argue with that one, because I'm still around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, more missiles, and less so the failed backpack grenade. That wasn't really a good idea. <laughs> Who thought of that one? All oh, right, Jimmy, one leg. <laughs> yeah. Ah, boss, that was the exploding pants. That's why he's one leg. Right, right, right. <laughs> anyway, what brings you here? Well, long story, but um, basically, all right. So, have you had a bit of a bad history with uh, Baron Revelgas? I'm guessing. Ah, yeah, um, Scorch, uh, kinda scorched one of his factories. <laughs> yeah, he told me when, I mean, there's really no kind way to put this, he sent me to kill you, um, okay, not in, not in those words, but yeah, he sent me to kill yeah, you, so. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, it's bad news. Um, I, I I just figured it was it'd be a good heads up to she, tell you. you she, know. She's she's kind of looking at you with like this sort of um should I be leaving right now <laughs> expression. Oh no no don't worry don't worry I I I I ain't actually planning on that I mean okay okay I ain't a big fan of him I, I'm definitely not a big fan of him. Yeah that's uh that's fair. Hey. Yeah kind of no yeah kind of no really not awkward way to put that but um. 
Yeah. Do you have 10 million gold? <laughs> well, uh... So basically... Honestly, I don't know why he sent me, but... Well... For one, you walk into this camp a lot easier than anybody else does. True. Uh, but... I think I know part of why he wants to get rid of us right now. Because, uh... Well, we make half the judges. Yeah, so he gets all the power putting exactly who he wants in that force. And if so, and if Baron Revelgaz says, hey, I elected the tinker that took out the Lich King. That's some good reputation on him, yeah. Especially if it's one of the guys under his finger. He gets so much money. Every single award that that guy gets, straight to him. Yep. So, we're the ones who are here supposed to actually pick someone because they make good tech. Yeah. Which, by the way, I mean, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm going to be competing, so, uh, you know, just, oh. just something to look out for. Well, make some good tech then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, obviously, the well, first thing I want to say is watch your back because there's definitely no way he didn't expect me doing this. But... Oh, no. Baron works on, like, four different levels. Yeah. But, I think he made one blunder in that he actually asked you to do this. Eh, I wouldn't be so sure. Because, uh, don't get me wrong, but I can make a plan with you a lot easier than I can make a plan with any of his hitmen. True. I'm listening. So, what I'm thinking is, the Baron needs to have... He needs to have an offer. An offer that he doesn't want to say no to. (laughs) He needs to see that it's better to leave us alone than to really try and take us off. So you're thinking an example. A demonstration, if you will. Yeah. Because Baron Revelgaz's got a lot of money. But how much money is he willing to lose on this venture? Probably only a couple million, I'm guessing. And I mean, I don't know about you, but the rest of the Bolton clan can do a couple million of damage in their sleep. <laughs> so let's go to sleep. There is just an ear-to-ear <laughs> grin. And now you wonder why, and now you no longer wonder why the Bolton clan doesn't have all that much money. <laughs> I mean, hey, those, those money bombs were really, really good. <laughs> I mean, you know, they cost a couple thousand apiece, but they were really effective. Turns out if you liquefy gold, it causes some damage. <clears throat> so I'm thinking, you know, there's a, there's a couple million gold piece piece of machinery floating above our heads right now. Uh, yeah. So we just want to take that thing down? Oh, I think take it down in a big way. Not just your, not just your everyday crash and your balloon rupture. We talking the Bolton specialty? Oh yeah, I want to see that thing turn night into day for a minute. Make the Hindenburg look like a firecracker. I mean, hey, he's uh, he's showing up my blimp, so you know, I'm I'm gonna take him, help take him off the lot. See. But we gotta make it good. We can't just blow up the balloon. 
we got to take out some of his other stuff too, so he knows that this venture is not worth continuing. If he if he puts in more effort, we're just gonna blow up more stuff. So we think in packing this whole thing full of explo- explosives, blow it up, and then crash it into something else and blow it up again. Yeah. See, he's got that big supply of shredders he's trying to sell. Each of those worth a couple thousand gold pieces each. Nice. And he's how is his uh how is his camp laid out in general? Just it's was a, there any particular rhyme or reason? A like giant any... sprawl, because it's a bunch of goblins trying to sell their shit. Yeah, was there anything? Was the there any particular up, area? The airship's up at a tower. And the tower, which is near the camp. Yeah. So, were there any particularly lucrative-looking parts of this camp? I mean, all the big businesses in the center. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what happens if you fly your tank at high speeds through the balloon of a zeppelin? No, the better question is, what happens if you fly the zeppelin at high speeds at his face? <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, crashing on his yeah, doorstep, why not? Crash his own Zeppelin but, into yeah, his camp. Steal his Zeppelin and crash it. And the best thing is... Well, crag it, really. <laughs> the, the, best, the best part is, if it's his own Zeppelin falling down, I think there's an argument to be made with the people in charge of this tournament that it was his <gasps> own fault. Yeah. <laughs> As soon as they see, he just happened to be carrying all those grenades so haphazardly in his blimp, they'll just say it was his fault. Yep. So I'm thinking we make this too expensive for the, ba- for the good Baron to keep chasing us down. And I think once he realizes that you still have the backing of the Bolton clan, whatever debt he's got with you will be squared away. <laughs> I like this plan. <laughs> So, I guess I can, uh, I can go ahead and help you, I can go ahead and help you install some of the, uh, necessary components to this plan. I've got the, my own airship, I've got ways to fly up there. Perfect. So, we need to get this done before tomorrow, because that's the first round of the tech tournament. Tomorrow before noon, I believe? Yeah. Yeah. So, sometime tonight. If possible, during that whole scouting tournament thing. All right. Which is happening next. <laughs> Which, uh, ooh, something get dark. It'll be soon. Yeah. Sure. So, I can carry a lot of explosives. I like your style. How's, uh... How much explosives? C4, yeah. How much? Hold on. I'm going to really quickly look for the biggest thing I am currently carrying. Um, don't you have, like, a 100-foot-long velvet rug rolled up inside your trench coat? 100-foot rug. Oh, yeah. So, actually... <laughs> just unroll it. Like, yeah. I'm going to just... Un- I'm just going to t- start pulling that rug out and just keep... Pulling it out until it reaches the other wall. <laughs> this times about a couple hundred. Ooh. <laughs> I like your style. 
Where'd you get that trench coat? <laughs> it's uh, it's it, it's it's a long story. It was very expensive. Um, yeah. Part of that loan, I take it. <laughs> It may or may not be the reason that he, you know, is a bit angry at me. <laughs> well, let's put it to good use then, shall we? <laughs> so, I've got... Ten tons of seaforium laying around? Ten tons? Eh, that might be enough. <laughs> they haven't much explosives, the Baron has gold. <laughs> but, that's just a seaforium. <laughs> I know you wouldn't travel light. See, the Sephorium's just the, like, the, the explosion stuff. We need something with some real power to it. Something to really make a show of it. Yeah, the Sephorium's just the explosion. It goes boom real big. But I got these we need Arcanite some fire bombs. and smoke. Yeah, Arcanite. Arcanite bombs. They go up with a nice loud noise and they got this... When the Arcanite like vaporizes, it becomes toxic fumes... You know, and they, they're kind of purple-red, cool fire-looking. It'll even keep him out of the crash site for a while, so he'll have to look at that thing for the next couple days before he can actually get it out of there. Oh, I yeah. like it. And I think... <laughs> hang on, hang on. I think I got something real nice. She turns and starts rummaging around in, in her personal explosives compartment. And she pulls out... This small handheld sphere that is sort of a series of two rings interlocking around a small black sphere that is constantly spinning. Am I familiar with this bomb? Uh, roll me use tech device. Or, yeah, roll roll me your engineering. Knowledge engineering? Yeah, roll me engineering. Well, roll me, no, you're like your your trade skill engineering. Oh, right, yes, yes, yes. Fifty-one. <laughs> so, this thing, there's the big one, and there's the bigger one. But there's the off, but there's the rarely spoken of biggest one. <laughs> which is an explosion that can probably level a castle in a handheld bomb. So what you're saying is she is holding a tactical nuke right now. Basically, yeah. Well, less tactical, more nuke. <laughs> <laughs> now this baby. If this containment ring lets go, we all go up in smoke right now. <laughs> that thing could level a city. A work of art. Um, yeah, how far off do you want to set this <laughs> Who else is docked at that tower that they're docked at, by the way? That's their private tower. Oh, this is great. Oh, this is just rich. So you don't even have to get... There'll be minimal collateral. And of course, minimal collateral is the best collateral. You know, I was always one for reducing collateral damage. That's why I never really fit in, but you know. You know, you don't necessarily want no collateral, because then, you know, who knows that you just set off that bomb. But you keep it small. Yeah. We really need some shock and awe here. Yeah. High collateral damage means no spectators. Exactly. (laughs) So I'm thinking, this... When did explosions become a spectator sport? When goblins got involved. (laughs) 
Did you miss the intro to the bolt tanks? Including musical explosions, juggling explosions, explosives for limbs, and just randomly playing catch with explosives? Did you miss all of that? Can, can the explosion of the blimp play a soundtrack? Can the blimp be exploding to the right of the Valkyries as it descends? But, I will fuse it to do so. But at I that, will fuse it up to do so. But at that point, is it subtle enough to make anybody believe it was a malfunction explosion, not an intentional yeah, it's explosion? Yeah, got to be a malfunction. Depends on how fast it plays it before it goes off. Also, I don't know if anyone's going to believe that it was playing right at the Valkyries and explosions. <laughs> Excellent. Also, without the Baron's money... The boltings actually have more influence here. <laughs> hmm. Alrighty then. So, looks like it's time to get around time and we should get this plan rolling, I guess. Yep. Ten tons of Seaforium, a few hundred Arcanite grenades, and this bad boy. She says <laughs> as she slowly hands it to you very carefully. I I take hold of it with every single one of my robotic arms so that it does not drop. <laughs> and I very carefully stow it into a very careful part of my uh, trench coat. And there are dogs going everywhere. Dog. Alright. Sometimes it's hard to remember that there's only one. Alright. Now, uh... I think I want to join you on this one. I just want to see it through. I'll be going with you. I'll get the best seats in the house. All right, let's get moving. All right, what's everyone else doing while, while they're getting on their way? Attending the next tournament. Yeah. All right. That's what I'm doing. And Talana. Oh, yeah, that really just tournament. leaves Tommy. Tommy, what actually, are you up to? <clears throat> And the best part of this particular timing is that everyone who's good at investigation will be busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tommy wants to investigate this Black Knight. All right. Yeah. Is he in the next tournament? No. He's only in the combat tournament. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, part of my investigation would be to find out when his next bout is. And, and as soon as they do the drawings, figure out who mm-hmm. the next... Um, she wants to try to find him. Yeah. All right. If, if she... So Kalana's going for the victim. Is trying to find the yeah. victim. Well, Kalana's also in the next tournament. Yeah, so. but I'm going to be in the next tournament. Uh, so I'm gonna I, do, to... I do let you know that um, Ogarash was poisoned. Okay. By so. a lance. Yeah, I would be talking to everybody during my time. Yep. Yeah, the, the tournaments that the Black Knight has signed up for are mounted combat and hand-to-hand combat. As it turns so out, he's in mountain count. The, the lance is a just a massive syringe for poison. Yeah, probably. They look similar. Lances and syringes. Um, I don't know what syringes you've seen. But I've never seen a syringe that looks like a lance. Warcraft syringes come close. <laughs> I've seen some stuff in hospitals, man. I mean, there are, they, they do have a giant back body that narrows out into a point. Yeah. It's faster than a lance typically does. I mean, it narrows and then goes out to a point. There's also catheter syringes, which are really, really long yes. and narrow out really uncomfortably. 
have you ever used one of the lance? Anyway. Thank you for taking it there, Austin. That was that was a, a only the best tangent we could have gone on. All right. Anyway. <laughs> so the group of you are attending the scouting and reconnaissance. Yeah, the co- yep. Scouting, yes. Yeah. Alright, so as you as you approach uh, the the ground where the where the tournament begins, uh, you are greeted by Yeah, a night elf. Okay. Welcome, each and every one of you, to the scouting and reconnaissance event event. This is going to be testing your ability to find targets that are magically hidden, physically hidden. And otherwise scattered. So, we will begin shortly. But, I'll go over the rules first. And he begins to go over these very, this very long um, series of, of regulations about... Basically, you are not allowed to share any of your information with any of your competitors... <coughs> uh, you will be finding a series of hidden objects that have been littered around the area within the sphere and and each of you will have one task that takes you out of the sphere that hides the that hides the tournament grounds Uh, each of you will be will find that task hidden with the last with the last of your items each of you will be given a different list of what you're looking for and on in the last of your and the last item on your list will tell you what your task is outside the shield the first one to complete all of their tasks and bring back proof is declared the winner. Are there any restrictions on magic? Nope. Do whatever you must to find your stuff. <clears throat> Sweet. Be aware, however, that some of it is concealed by magic and magic might not work in finding it. Okay. Go search checks. Also be aware that the campgrounds that we'll have to be venturing outside of is... Concealed. <laughs> yeah, so part of it is also finding your way back. But anyway, while that is while that is going on, Crag, you and Tinks make your way over in the cover of night to where the to where the tower for uh, the steam wheel is stationed. I want you and Tinks to roll me a stealth check. Ooh, not bad. <clears throat> not a bad check. Um, Twenty-eight. All right. Uh, so the two of you move around the outskirts of the Baron's camp, trying to avoid being spotted. And you make your way towards the Zeppelin Tower, which is on the furthest southern end, away from the away from the, the Colosseum. And as you make your way inside the tower and start to go up, you find that guarding the entrance ramp to the Zeppelin itself is a pair of hobgoblins, and they're kind of standing on the only way onto the ship. All right, how we do? How do we deal with them quietly? Oh, quietly, great. Um, I'm actually thinking about what I have that is quiet. You have to use nitro whispering. 
I'm sure the Boltings had that, but not on this mission. I think I got something. I uh, bought it off of a friend from the Kabbalah Five and a Third. That's always a good sign. You cast a silent spell on a grenade. Uh, here. Hold this. And she hands you a weird-looking, like, strange-looking arcane rifle. I hold it. Carefully. Point. And shoot as she draws her own copy of it. I'll... I'll get the one on the right. Yep. And I'll fire. I want both of you... I want her and you to roll a use tech device check. Use tech device. I can make use tech devices, especially when I roll a 16. <laughs> Which means... Oh, that's use tech device. So... 45. All right. Two pitiful checks. So, both of your rifles kind of... Building up, building up of arcane energy... And there's a little, there's a crystal in the edge where, where a hammer on a flintlock rifle would be. And it sort of builds up and sparks for a minute. And there's this flash of white light as a beam shoots out quietly. And there's a boom. And the two hobgoblins are replaced by sheep. <laughs> I like it. <clears throat> so how long does this thing last? Uh, supposedly last 10 minutes. Let's go. Yeah, good plan. She, she she moves on to the ship and just kind of nudges the sheep into the tower out of the, out of sight. Actually, how how big are these sheep? They're medium sized sheep. Medium sized sheep. I wonder if I could fit them in my trench coat. <laughs> you know that things inside of a bag of holding only. Oh no, the limited air supply lasts for like ten minutes, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, his trench coat's bigger. But I can't shove them through the pocket, can I? Probably not. not They're they're kind of big balls of fluff. Yeah. And if I tried to, they would become very, very loud. Yeah, they'd be very loud. All right, I will, for now, ignore them. Just shove them inside the tower and leave them there. Just take them off the tower. (laughs) And it it looks like those were the primary guards. You can hear some people walking below decks, but there's no one else on the main deck. All right. I think it's time for us to get started, shall we? Indeed. So how far is there is the target area that we're crashing the ship into? About 100 yards. You have a remote control. 100 yards? Yeah. All right. Can you remote control a Zeppelin? No, they just got to... No reason why not? but it's well, yeah. really, really hard. No, they just got to aim at the right direction and then fly off in their steam suits. Or alternatively, I just cobble together an autopilot that does an exact set of directions at the steering wheel. Uh, tanks begin setting up explosives on the main deck. <clears throat> All right. I'm going to go ahead and make some assumption about the power of these explosives. Just keep, keep the motor running for a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and cobble together, I guess, like an autopilot that will basically, at the command of my um, Gnomish remote control, do a specific series of wheel turns to steer it directly into that area that we're targeting. So just the autopilot that just turns the, that pilots the Zeppelin into that specific spot. Yes. Okay, roll for it. Nice. 
49. Yeah, you 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 build a mechan- you you build a, a mechanical goblin that just sits at, at at the helm and is ready for is ready for you to issue it its sole command. It looks awesome. kind of like Mickey Use Mouse. Mechanome pieces that you've got laying around. Yeah. Sure, it look quasi gnomish. Why not? It looks Except, like Mickey you know, Mouse. No, it's, it's got to look hobgoblin-like. It's just Steamboat Willie all over again. Yeah, and I'll Steamboat just Willie. pick up something that has their emblem on it and just kind of duct tape it to his face so it looks like their autopilot, kind of, <laughs> except not really. It was their autopilot. It messed up. What are you talking about? Yeah. We're assuming there will be enough left of this room. Well, there won't be, but you know, there's got to be some kind of trace. All right. I got and I'll start, I'll start setting up some explosives. All right, roll me. Use tech device. Roll me specifically for the biggest one. All right. I'll go ahead and time this one. Just, just take out the motor and everything in it to just detonate everything valuable about it right after the... I'll hook it up to the autopilot thing so that as soon as it gets to the point that it needs to get to that it'll crash it blows up the motor the last valuable part of it mm-hmm. Matt oh that's not a great roll but use tech device yep alright um... don't malfunction <laughs> I, I like to imagine that tanks bombs have a very low malfunction rating compared to the rest of the bolting clan absolutely yeah but this isn't necessarily Tink's bomb. This is a from the book bomb. No, no. This is Tink's bomb. And also 38. Yeah. You, you successfully managed to arm the bomb. Excellent. What did you roll on the die? Huh? What did you roll on the die? A six. Okay, you're good. <laughs> if it was a five or lower, I would have told you. Yeah. The, the malfunction rating was five because this is a very unstable bomb, yes. even if yeah. Tink's did make it. <laughs> I Bye, really should have okay. used uh, Cool Under Fire for this. Oh well. Um, That's what delay malfunction is for. But yeah, then that blows up in your face from ten feet away. Anyway, so you you set out the biggest one, and then the rest of the bombs slowly follow, and then you get off of the zeppelin after you planted all of the bombs. I'm assuming. Um. Yeah, and I'll also make sure that if you get in the, what's this blimp filled with? Uh, it's never really established, so I'm going to say probably some kind of phlogiston mixture. Which would just so happen to be very flammable, wouldn't it? Yes, phlogiston is used for combustion. Alongside that bomb, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm going to set up like whatever kind of firebomb, the Arcanite bombs, just right underneath the blimp as well to go off with the big one. (laughs) All right. So the group of you, or the two of you, leave the, the Zeppelin after you set up all of your explosives, and you activate your autopilot. With a dramatic flourish, yes. You, you, you hold up your, your remote to the sky and just, all right, baby, here we go, click. And the, 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 the uh, mechanical goblin blinks to life, and begins to slowly steer the Zeppelin forward into the center of the camp. We, uh, we might want to get going. Because I think that explosion is going to take this tower out. Yeah, probably a good idea. <clears throat> she, uh, uh, Tinks, 
like jumps off of the edge of the tower from from high up and pulls a cord on her back, and her backpack extends a pair of glider wings, and uh, and a a a small jet and just boosts her away. Do I have anything subtle to fly? Do you? Uh, Goblin rocket boots. The rocket boots. The, the goblin rocket boots don't actually fly. They just make you run stupid fast. I only have the steam suit to fly. Darn. I mean, it's it's kind of a dark colored steam suit, and you know. I mean, just take off. You know. Steam suit, and let's go. Yep. So the two of you leave, and everyone can see. I am going to get. Actually, in, in, this, in this round of flight, I'm going to cobble up just a small little video camera just to capture the beauty of it. Oh, no. Tinks is, Tinks is ahead of you. She's already got, like, a small crystalline thing that has a lens that's pointed at, like, over her shoulder. I mean, you know, that was still a, 30, oh, yeah. a you, 39 you, you on the check. You make a very rudimentary video camera. So I'm getting my own angle of this. Yeah. And everyone in the camp can see that that big goblin-headed uh, zeppelin has suddenly started tilting and is starting to fall into the camp. And there's a there's a moment right before it hits where explosions start going off on the on on the side of the zeppelin, and it goes, and it starts actually creating a little bit of a tune, probably right at the Valkyries, yeah. Boom, boom, boom. And there's, there's this slight moment of the goblin face getting compressed by the ground as the front nose of the zeppelin hits the center of the camp right in front of Revelgaz's uh, tent. And then everything goes white for a second for just about everybody as night becomes day. And then... A few seconds later, as everyone reconstitutes their vision, uh, there is now a smoking crater where once there was a goblin camp. Um, I look over in that direction and then at our instructor. Does that call for a pause in the tournament? (laughs) No. Keep going. I'm going to investigate. (laughs) Right. The engine blew up, honest. And with that massive, beautiful explosion, it will end for tonight. A work of art. Alrighty, well, we have been <laughs> Final Show Films, and we produce a wide variety of content every day of the week. You can check us out at our website at finalshowfilms.com. You can also check us out on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash fsfilms. And now, you can check us out on 411mania.com. Uh, it is a culture and entertainment website. They have articles, columns... Uh, about uh, wrestling, MMA, entertainment, uh, gaming in particular. Uh, our, all of our podcasts are now going up there. Um, so check it out. We appreciate uh, we appreciate them for hosting us, and we would like you to appreciate them as well. So go uh, view their lovely work at 411mania.com. Um, we also appreciate all of our patron supporters on Patreon, uh, especially our $25 supporters, Chris Comfort and Antitonic. Uh, and if you'd like to support us on a monthly basis, you can do so uh, via Patreon. Um, also, uh, if you want to support us on a one-time donation, you can do so on our website. Uh, we have a PayPal Donate Now button you can click on. Um, 
that's pretty much it. So say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Farewell. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>